I'm comedian, writer, and filmmaker Chuck Staten from the punk band Senior Discount. And I'm writer and comedian Brad Rohr from the Providence Improv Guild. And this is the Chuck and Brad Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 456 of the Chuck and Brad podcast. I'm Chuck. I'm Brad. How you doing, Brad? Uh, surviving. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. I have a, we have a lot of stuff to talk about, including my hellish week. Yes. Holy hell, right? Yeah, yeah you've, you've kept it from me intentionally so we could talk about it on the podcast and I could react honestly. Well, and, oh yeah, and, the, and, the, the specific right, stories. Right. Oh my and, God, and, yeah. And not yeah. like... Uh, okay, I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the uh, yeah the specifics of, of what happened uh, are so much that, I'll say this, um, after what happened happened, the next day, just from experiencing it, I cried three times the uh, next day. Wow. Yeah. And so we'll talk about that uh, towards the end of the episode. But... Um, yeah, so I wanted to start this with a call to action. You ready for this? Wow, yeah. You're right. going to be surprised at this, but okay. here's what I want to say. If you're a Chuck and Brad podcast listener, you know, a chuby, as we will. call them, yeah. yeah. Uh, here's here's what I want to say. I You know, sometimes it can feel like we're doing the podcast and no one listens to it, but I feel like more and more recently, people will bring up stuff from the podcast or they'll say, like, I love the podcast or... They'll even reach out to me on different things and reference stuff from the podcast, right? My boss listened to at least one episode of the podcast <laughs> well, where we talked about our bad days at work. That's great. Well, I mean, I mean, kind of beyond like people that just right. know Brad at work. Right. I mean, like random people. And here's a, here's my call to action. It's hard to know that people are listening. So if you like our podcast, if you appreciate our podcast, you think it's a good podcast, we're doing good things. Here's what I want to do. Tell your friends to listen to the podcast. Uh... And when you see us post, share the post. If you see us post on Instagram, like it, try to, I don't know if you can like screenshot it and repost it, but on Facebook, Twitter, whatever you can do, repost the repost the links, repost the little videos we're doing. We're trying to push it. We're trying to get it out to more people. We're trying to get more people to listen. We're trying to get more people to participate in the podcast. So if you can do that, we'd really appreciate it. And it would make it's it, w- it would be good for me because we'd know that people are listening. Like right. I get a lot of random things and I'm like, man, I had no idea this person would listen or, you know, it's just, it'll be brand new people that I had no idea even existed in the world. And they'll kind of reach out and they'll comment something somewhere. If you like the podcast, share the post, tell people, be vocal about it on social media somehow. Uh, but please help us spread the word. I'd, I'd, uh, I'd really appreciate it. Invite people to like us on Facebook. Yeah, we made it over a thousand likes on Facebook this week. Which That's feels, right. Feels like a big number. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good job. You, you're the one that pushed it over. Well, it was at 987 or something. Nine eighty six, I think. Ninety. <laughs> Come and on. I, and I and I had ne- I had never told anyone about the podcast. I'm like, I have 14 friends who will like this now. Yes, right. We, of course, we did it. Yeah, good job. Uh, but yeah, if you like the podcast, just kind of try to express it in public, share the post. We would really appreciate that. And it doesn't have to be every time. No, no. I mean, if it could, that'd be helpful. Oh, yeah. Much better. Um, but uh, just whenever you can, share it, do that kind of stuff. Because uh, we love to do it, and it's a lot of fun. I really believe that we have a good podcast and that we have a good show that now, after 455 episodes, you and I... We just know how to move things along. We know how to interact with each other. We know how to be clear with the audience. And we provide kind of a fun little safe haven every week. What do you think? I uh, I think it's so funny that you're like, we know how to move stuff along. And I, 
I am ready with some of the dumbest content well, we've ever had well, well, in the history of well, the Well, I didn't say that. I didn't say the, the content's going to change. I just mean that, like, we're clear. We talk. We, we get we get some opinions, some laughs, some jokes, some fun, some yucks. Yep. And then we we we're, we're clearly move along. And we, we, we host a good show. We do a good podcast, I believe. And if you believe that, too... Just try to be vocal about it, share it, tell people, help us spread the word. Cause like we do everything we can. Yeah. We're trying new uh, marketing ideas, um, which is, I mean, we're going to try to do this every week on the, the day of the release of the podcast. We always release like an image for the podcast and a description on all the social media stuff. But now we're going to take the first 30 seconds of the podcast and post it as an Instagram story. So people on my Instagram can, uh, can get a little sample and then, we do that on Thursday. And then the following Monday, about four days after the podcast has come out, we're going to release a 60-second clip of something we think is fun from the podcast um, with this new graphic that I made. That's like an audio it's like an audio wave uh, video snippet. Yeah. Um, so people can just kind of listen within there, within Twitter, within disc, uh, Instagram, within Facebook, stuff like that. So if you can share that stuff, you can spread the word. Please do. I really appreciate it. That's all I wanted to say. Nice. That's a good call to action. Yeah, I think so. I think we got a lot of fun chubbies out there having fun and yeah, listening and absolutely. thinking about it and, and and having a smile on their face right now, knowing that I'm struggling for words. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I want them they're to... thinking about it. They're think ruminating. They're ruminating. mulling it over. <laughs> mulling it over. That they, uh, you know, that, that, that could help us. That could help us uh, spread the word and, yeah. and make the podcast even bigger and better, you know? Yeah. I think the more people like us, the more people know about us and follow us, um, the cooler opportunities we're going to get, which I think is a really fun part of the podcast. Right. I agree. You know, interviewing Christina Ricci, um, interviewing, you know, band guys, doing live live stuff at Comic-Cons and moderating. All that stuff's fun. Yeah, it's fun it stuff. All right, Brad, what do you got going on? Checking Brad updates. Uh, Friday nights, I'm at the Providence Improv Guild with my group Baby Birdmouth. Showtime is 8 p.m. Tickets are $5, and you get more information at improvpig.com. So uh, that's, that's fun stuff I got going up. And then I think on March 13th, I'm back at Wage House. But uh, the next couple of Fridays, I will be at Pig. Nice. Doing some shows. Good stuff. Yeah, and some for articles me, come out. Uh, you know what? It's it's hard for me to remember when the articles come out because I write them so far ahead of time. Right. Uh, but I actually am going to have a glut of articles coming out, like seven. So articles will be out soon. Uh, this past Tuesday, February twenty fourth, twenty fifth, twenty fifth. I released a new Tell Em Steve Day video that I did. It's Frank Five's Rewind, Episode Six, Lost in Space. It's about an hour and fifteen minute documentary about the TV show Lost in Space. And, uh, you know, if, if you follow the Tell Him Steve Dave Patreon, um, you know that that's the, I think that I think that Frank Five Rewinds are some of the, the, the most fun shows that we produce on the Patreon. Um, and it's weird. This is a weird one. So many people have been like, this is the best one independently of each other. They don't know each other. Oh, wow. Like this person will say it like three people have said that to me. That's great. And here's what's interesting. I have no idea what's different from this one for right. like the last two or three. You know, is, is it, uh, you know. Is it Frank or is it is it the video? Is I it, don't know. Yeah. I did sorry. I did some stuff that I don't normally do video wise, but it, I thought it was not going to make that big of an impact. But I think maybe it did. Who knows? Um, but everyone was very funny. They had a lot of funny stuff. Frank was funny. Brian was funny. Walt was funny. It was good stuff. <clears throat> but check out, uh, yeah, Frank Five Lost in Space on uh, the Tell Him Steve Dave Patreon. But that's that's all that's going on with me right now. Uh, right now, I am getting ready to go back to New Jersey. We're gonna film for a few days. Who knows what else is going to happen? Um, but 
reaching out to people for interviews, reaching out for shows and stuff like that. So more info in the coming uh, in the coming months, coming weeks and months. But we do have a ne- another Chuck and Brad live show coming up soon that we're going to announce. That I think is going to be really, really, really fun. And we'll see if we can kind of bring it to a bunch of different states. Yeah, we should probably start working on that show. Huh? Well, it's, it's February 26th. Yeah, the mean, show is know. like in May. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know about, I don't know I'd, about I'd, I'd rather get it done while yeah, ahead of time. I'm, I'm sure you would. Uh, but yeah, that's pretty much it. So uh, yeah, we can get kind of get right into topics today. We got some funny stuff. All right. Now, I know you talked about how we like to keep the podcast moving along and keep people happy and smiling yes, and of so course, on. Of course, of uh, course. But I need to, to get somber for a moment here. Okay. I owe Chuck... An apology. Wow. Unprecedented. Oh, very precedented. <laughs> I've apologized. Mm. Yeah, whatever. I've apologized a lot, but mm-hmm. not for this specific thing. Now, folks out there, I don't know how seriously you take your deli meat, mm. but Chuck Staten takes his deli meat very seriously. Pretty seriously. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty, uh, so, you know, I live near Shaw's, the supermarket That's in correct. New England. I won't get my deli meat there. It's not, uh, they don't have boar's head. I need to go to Stop and Shop and get my boar's head. Right. Uh-huh. Now, Chuck has expressed this opinion to me more than once over this the years. Is this about that specific opinion? And I have thought of him as bougie, uh, uh, as, as I see, I see hoity going. Yeah. and toity. Oh, okay. And uh, I basically, I have thought that Chuck's uh, opinion, that the difference in quality of meats from one store to another was was, was negligible. Not, was, yeah, was not great enough to warrant going to that other store. Okay. However, Ooh. I went to Shaw's. Oh. And I got Dietz and Watson Ooh. brand like oven roasted chicken oh lunch meat. You know what their catchphrase is? Worse than the Holocaust. It's a weird catchphrase. <laughs> it's weird because it's like, how is that going to help them sell anything? <laughs> yes. Who came up with um, it? They pay an advertising agency. Let me tell you, mm-hmm. this is good rotisserie chicken. It's good. It's very good. And now I'm like, oh, I get it. Oh, I, you like the Deeds and Watson? I get. I see. the idea of like I would I would prefer to go to Shaw's and get this deli meat mm-hmm. rather than going to Stop and Shop and getting their deli meat. And you know, maybe Boar's Head is as good, but this happens to be like pre-sliced. I go to Shaw's anyway. Yes, so. yes, yes. But well, now I'm like, oh, I'm as bougie as Chuck is. I, I, okay. So First I apologize thing, for leading that parade. I accept down Main Street. <laughs> I accept your apology. Thank you. And I will say, I know that one of us was bad talking Deeds and Watson. I wouldn't have brought up their name, but anyway, um, <laughs> I think that uh, I think that Deaton Watson, which is the Shaw's provider, yeah, I think that they have good turkey. Yep, and I've gotten I've gotten things at Shaw's that are fine. Right, but yes, I have my specific preference. Right. for my chicken, which I want to get from Boar's Head. Right, I basically. I, I mean, mean, you know, if I'm, I'm not mean, saying Boar's Head is bad. I'm saying right, that this right. happens to be like there and ready mm-hmm. and delicious. I'll say this: I think growing up. At some point, I had deli chicken. Right. And deli chicken seems gross, just in general. I don't yeah. know why. And at some point, I had the Boar's Head deli chicken, and it was really, really good. And I think that that influenced me. Um, and I'm not saying that there's a right and a wrong, but I think that having a preference makes sense because it must cater to different parts of your taste buds or right. wh- whatever you know you like, your personal preference. So I accept your apology. Right. Um, I'm a Boar's Head man. Yeah, Deluxe right. ham. It has the has the sides cut off. Ooh. Delicious. Uh-huh. Um, I get the the buffalo chicken, the barbecue chicken. 
their Munster cheese. Lando Lake's American cheese is my is my American cheese. By the way, you were shit talking American cheese this week, and I don't know what was up with that. Was I shit talking? You seemed to be. Someone else was shit talking. No, it wasn't me. I said I wanted to try a chili cheese dip. Yeah. With you know, like oh, yeah, Cornell yeah, yeah. chili and American cheese. So the person who was shit talking American cheese was our friend Michaela. Yeah, it, a tall, she, goofy she, woman. We is know. she a traitor to the country? I think so. She said she didn't like American cheese, which I think is ridiculous. Uh, I find American cheese to be the the bastard child of cheddar and Swiss. And uh, I love American cheese. I love American cheese. I think it has a place in society. I think Swiss can sometimes kind of be neutral. Too, too, <laughs> too. Uh, I don't know. Not. I don't want to say bitter, but it has like less of a salty taste than I want from cheese. Okay. Sometimes I feel like cheddar is too much in that direction. Ah, okay. And American cheese, to me, I gotta say, I think for the, a lot of times it's the perfect deli meat sandwich cheese. Okay. What do you like as a deli meat sandwich cheese? It depends on uh, a lot of different All right, things. throw it out there. Ham. Uh, ham. I'm going ham and Swiss. Ham and Swiss? Ham and Swiss. You want the Swiss more than the American? Yeah, I think so. Just oh, see, it's... the ham is sweet, and I, I get the American to give a little more salt. Oh, okay. Yeah, because Swiss is uh, Truthfully, subtle. I, I honestly just kind of buy whatever's there. Like, if, mm-hmm. if I haven't had Munster in a while, mm-hmm. I'll buy some of that and throw it on the sandwich. Don't you think? I, see, I, 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 I don't I, know that I put a lot of thought into my sandwiches most of the time. I save my Munster for because it's a bitter cheese a little bit. Uh-huh. No, it's crazy bitter. It's a little... I'll say that for like a buffalo chicken because mm. it seems a little bit more like it goes with it. Right. Makes room for it. But if I'm having a turkey, like a club, if I'm having a, a club sandwich, right? turkey, chicken, I'm going American. Okay. Ham sandwich, American. Uh, buffalo chicken, you know, like I said, Munster. Right. But barbecue chicken, American. So it's like, I, I think that to me, if you're going to have a cold deli meat sandwich. Right. Well, see, that's that's the other thing. I don't often eat a cold deli meat sandwich. I'm I'm putting it in my panini press. Oh, I'm okay. melting that cheese. If you, I got I still think that American is the better way to go with ham if you're gonna melt the cheese. Okay. But if you're eating like a club or whatever, um, I strongly believe in American cheese. However, I think like a craft. No offense to craft. I think a craft single is like gross and weird. But like a nice. How, how is how is Kraft not supposed to take offense at that? Um, they could try. They're not as bad as what I, it's not as bad as what I said about Decent Watson, right? Um, but if you get Land Lakes American cheese at the deli and they're cutting it right there, holy shit, that's delicious. That's a great. It's delicious. I, I love it. It's very creamy. I feel like you can have this. You know, it's weird. I don't I, even know what American cheese is. Right. I think for years I didn't real like uh, there was a, a dish at a, at a Mexican restaurant in uh, when I lived in Arkansas. Yeah, Fayetteville, Arkansas, and uh, basically it was a giant plate of nachos, great, uh, grilled like spiced chicken, yeah, uh, like fajita chicken, mm-hmm. and then like smothered in what I now know is American cheese. Yeah, that was it. That was the dish. There were no peppers, <laughs> no onions, no salsa, no salsa. No this was like sauce. a Brad-approved nacho plate. <clears throat> I uh, love American great. cheese. I love American cheese. Um, yeah, the Land Lakes American cheese is very creamy. So you'd say you're more patriotic than Michaela? First of all, absolutely. Yeah. Second of all, um, I just think American cheese has its place in society. I think it's snubbed. I think it's looked down upon. And I think American cheese is uh, underrated. But okay. it's a great cheese. Anyway, um, why did I get into this topic? I don't know. Anyway. Because I was apologizing to you. Yes, I remember. But uh, yeah, I think I, I'm glad that you have a standard yeah. for your chicken. And I do think that's another thing that's easy. Like to me, ham... I do think you can get way better ham, but ham, it's like ham is ham, whatever. But deli chicken, I think is a delicate, 
delicate, delicate dish. It's weird because if you were like, oh, how do they like, how do they make deli chicken? And I'm like, I don't know. They cook it and slice it. And like, is that right? I don't know. I think that cardboard, not cardboard. What's it called? What's it called when you press the boards together? Uh, Like plywood? Plywood. Right. I think plywood is the equivalent to like uh, a deli meat. Possibly. I think they just take all the meat pieces and they press them until they're one big meat piece and they cut it. That might be true. I think it's true. I have no idea. I think that's what it is. Um, now, and now I I'll, love I'll deli. Say, I'll say the Deets and Watson guy was at the was at Shaw's this past oh, week. God, you didn't tell him what I said. No, no, I didn't. Right. I, he was wearing it happened it, in the past. He was wearing it on his shirt. <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, it's part of the company. It's yes. motto. Um, no, he's like, oh, I really like the honey maple turkey because I was explaining yeah. to him yeah. that I now ha- I, I now share the opinion with Chuck that like some meats are are worth it. Yeah, and uh, and he's like, oh, I like, and so I tried the turkey. I'm like, oh, that was really good. But I, he's like, yeah, it's all turkey breast, blah blah blah. And I'm like, it's not like it's a cooked turkey breast that they just then slice, is it? Like I don't know. But it still could be that, right? I think I think they could do that. So in other words, let's say they roast a turkey, right? Take the turkey breast, cut it off the bone, right? Press it all together, and oh, that's what makes okay. it up. Okay, you know what I mean? Yeah, because the texture is so much different than like a Thanksgiving turkey. I know. Yeah, I don't really stuff. get it. Yeah. I don't know what it is. Although I will say, th- for the board's head one, it does have the same texture as interesting. That. Yeah, because it has that carved texture. Okay, I don't know how that works. We'll have to look it up. The history of uh, it could be a roar, you know, in uh, in the future. Oh yeah, that's right. I would love to do that. That's a new segment. Uh, yeah. So last week we had uh, we had the guys Tony and Matt from. What do we miss on the podcast? Great, dudes. great time, very fun time. They're funny, huh? They really are. Tony's a little bit more laid back. Uh, Matt, Matt, you can see gets his, uh, his gets his ire up about. Yeah, he got things. his hackles up about a he, thing or two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a character, all right. Um, but uh, we had a great time with them. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. A lot of movie talk, um, and I hope you check out their podcast. What did we miss? Um, so what? But that means is um, we didn't talk about our previous week because you know we were doing kind of movies with them. And I want to go through uh, my Valentine's Day and Gina's birthday, my girlfriend Gina. Yes, you went on a trip and you ate at fancy places. Yes. Um, so basically, Gina's birthday, Gina's my girlfriend, and uh, her birthday is February 12th. So it's pretty close to Valentine's Day. So this year she said to me, um, for my birthday, I want to go to Gurney's in Newport, which is like, it's weird. It's like there's this place called Goat Island. And it's an island. And it just has the hotel on it. Okay. Isn't that weird? Yes. So that's what Gurney's is. And it's like a resort hotel where they have an ice skating rink, a pool on the ocean, um, which we didn't use because it's February. Oh, okay. Um, what's it called? A spa, like different things like that. Right. You know, they have like outdoor igloos where you, okay. uh, you know, you go in and it's like heated. Oh, okay. Yeah. That you makes know? more sense. Yeah. 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 So She's like, this is what I want to do. It comes with a $75 credit for the spa. And you can just, if you stay there, you can just go ice skating. And she likes ice skating a lot. She wanted to go to the spa. She said, that's what I want for my birthday. I said, that's fine. So what we did was on the third, so we had, uh, you know, we could have gone on the 12th, which is a Wednesday. That's our actual birthday. But we said, now let's push it to the 13th. We'll go out in Newport, stay over in the 13th, and then go out for Valentine's Day the next night. So what we did was we went to, we went to Gurney's. Um, it was weird. We, so we checked into the room. The room was 230 bucks because okay. it's kind of like a nicer resorty kind of thing. Right. It's, it's, uh, is, is it as good as a holiday Inn express? I mean, which you consider the gold standard of hotels. I'm, I'm not going to say that. I just want Gina okay. to have a nice birthday. I'm not going to bring my, my own personal <laughs> thoughts into this. So 
We uh, yeah, for Chuck's birthday, we stayed at the Holiday Inn Express in Newport. <laughs> we uh, I went to the front desk and when we checked in, and the lady was like, um, she's like, oh, you know, thanks for staying at Gurney's. Here's what you get with your uh, room, and she me, gave me a piece of paper. My nose is really stuffed right now. I don't know why. She gave me a piece of paper, and it was like, here's what you get: a, a single scarf. I was like, that's weird. Yeah, like a single hat. Okay, also like, weird. Uh, kind of strange. $75 to the resort, the spa part of it. I said, okay. And it said, the possibility of a 2 p.m. checkout. Hmm. Pretty strange. Yep. And I said, the possibility of a 2 p.m. checkout. What's up with this possibility? Now let's make it a certainty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <clears throat> and she said, um, she's like, oh, yeah. So, you know, it's, it's, we may be able to accommodate a 2 p.m. checkout. You'll have to ask tomorrow morning. I said, okay. So we put our stuff in our room. Went out to eat that night. We went to Diego's in Newport, which is a Mexican place. Right. Really good. You would really like it a lot. Oh, I'm sure. Very good. Then we went to, uh, we wanted to get dessert. And I looked up desserts in, in Newport. I'm looking around, seeing what the options are. And there's a place called Nori's, N-O-R-E-Y apostrophe S. Okay. And uh, it's like a little bar that specializes in craft beer. They have a dinner menu as well. But they make these house-made desserts. And so we're like, oh, let's just go there and see how it is. It was really more of like a let's just go out and kind of like hang out, go yeah. to a second location, see a different place. Right. Um, excuse me. I'm sorry. I just, I, my nose is so stuffed. I don't know why. And uh, we get there and I'm like, we're going to get dessert. What should we get? And the guy says, um, he's like, well, we have this, 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 and this. Um, and I was interested in the, the creme brulee or the chocolate mousse. Okay. And I was like, what should I get? And he said, creme brulee. I said, okay. Jen Gina said, I'm going to get carrot cake. Waiter comes, goes to the back, comes back. He's like, hey, it's not really a creme brulee. It's called like an au creme. And I was like, okay, that's fine. Brings it over. Do you know what creme brulee is? Uh, there's a torch involved. Sure. It's like a, to caramelize the top of it. It's like but a, if you're like, what's under that? I'm like, I, like a gummy bear? I don't know. Right. Um, and so... A lot of food things mean I, me not know tonight. Yeah, me, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, I hear that. I hear a me, a me not know, man. Yeah. Nothing I, I relate to more than a me not know. Oh, my. It's it's uh, constant in my life of walking through, and they're like, that's a me not know. That's a me not know. <laughs> yeah, right. I hear you. Yeah. So he brings over the food. He brings me the au creme. He brings Gina the carrot cake. I take the first bite of this au creme, which has uh, raspberries in the top, a couple of them. This thing was... Fucking incredible. And the owner, Nori, makes them all by hand in the back. Wow. And it was, I was like, I th I don't know if I've ever had anything that was like this that was this good. What is an au creme for those of us who may not know? Well, here's the thing. It's weird because I tried to Google it afterwards and they didn't have, I couldn't find a, a, a suitable explanation. So I'll tell you about a creme brulee. Okay. Let, me see, let me see what it says. Creme brulee says, uh, it says creme brulee. Also known as burnt cream, Trinity cream, or Kramer Catalina, Catalana is a dessert consisting of a rich custard base topped with a texturally contrasting layer of hardened caramelized sugar. Okay. That's what you're talking about with the torch. Yes. This basically, from what he told me, lacked the, the hard top. Okay. But otherwise was this regular stuff. And he said something at the end, too, about how it was a little bit different than he expected. The, the waiter. Right. But it was absolutely incredible. It was, I, I'd say... For you, if I'm talking Brad terms, think of it as like a sweet. Okay, I'm still in. Uh, text texture is like. Oh, I'm out of here. There's texture. 
I'd say the texture uh, texture is somewhere between like gelato and whipped cream, but not cold. Wow! It's it was excellent. It was unbelievable, um, and it was it was it was so good. I was like I was like beside myself. I was like this is so good. And Gina's carrot cake, best carrot cake I ever had. Interesting by leaps and bounds. Wow! It was so Nori's, huh? good, and I was like this is so good. I'm, I got to get the other dessert. But we were so full from Diego's. Right. Um, I was like, hey, I'm, I'm going to get the chocolate mousse to go. And the waiter said, um, we don't make our desserts to go because it'll compromise them. Yeah. I said, I understand that. So I was over the moon, though. I want to go back to Nori's. <laughs> so I stormed the kitchen. Well, I was, I was like, do I order one? And then say, oh, my God, I just got an emergency call. I have to get this to go. Yeah. I'm like, if I already asked for it to go, you know, I'd be seen. People would see through that. So it was just incredible. I couldn't believe how good it was. And like I'm so psyched to go back and try whatever else they have. Uh, we went back to the hotel room, watched Parasite, which we talked about in the podcast last week. Had a nice night. Next day we woke up. Good. Gina went to the spa, um, and uh, we went ice skating. She went ice skating. Oh yeah, so so we go down to the we go down to the front desk, and I go, hey, it was like 11 a.m. I'm like, hey, you know, uh, we're in this room. I'm like, oh, we have the possibility of a 2 p.m. checkout. So can we have that, the 2 p.m. checkout? And the girl's like, ooh, I'm sorry, no. And I was like, I think that the possibility of a 2 p.m. checkout is a weird thing to promise. Right. Because you could say the possibility of like whatever the fuck you right, want. Right, you could have the possibility of waking up and finding a briefcase. Of cash under your bed. The possibility is the there. Possibility's there. But yeah, so I was like, I was, and Gina's like, oh, the ice skating rink opens at 2. Okay. And we have to leave our room at 12 or we have the possibility of a 2 p.m. checkout. Right. So I'm like, can we get the 2 p.m. checkout? She says no. And I'm like, well, why do you guys offer this possibility thing? Right. It's a weird marketing. It's book. really, really dumb. So I was like, I was like, you know, the ice skating rink opens at 2 and we want to go at 2. So, and she goes, okay, well, what time would you like to check out then? And I was like, I'd like to check out at 2. Right. And she goes, ooh, she's like, how about 12.30 instead of 12? Right. I was like, yeah, twelve thirty. If we want to sit here in the lobby for ninety minutes and wait for the ice skating rink to open, yeah. She goes, ooh, I guess I can push it to one at the most. And I was like, this is ridiculous. I hated it. Yeah. I hate. I hated the whole situation. So, go back to the room, pack up, bring our stuff out, whatever. Hung out in the lobby. By the way, you know, to be fair, nice lobby, nice little bar area. Uh, so it's not like it was like terrible, right? I am gonna leave out a part of this story because. It makes gurneys look pretty bad. Oh. And it has to do with their igloos. Okay. And maybe... They're exploiting indigenous culture. Uh, the cleanliness issue uh, okay. with right. paying $50 for an igloo. And then it's... Okay. Cleanliness levels are not at 10. All right. Or 9 or 8 or 7 or 6 or 5. Okay. That's... Four. Uh, there's, there's only a few numbers. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. I don't, I, don't want, I don't want to bad talk them. Um, I won't tag them in the description for this podcast. So. Okay. Um, Anyway, um, I was pretty bummed out about this 2 p.m. thing, especially because the ice skating rink opens at 2. It was so dumb. So whatever. That's fine. I get it. Gina goes ice skating. It's fucking freezing that day. Yes, this, is on, this is on Valentine's Day, yes, February 14th. Um, and Gina and I had just had a good day after that. We just kind of drove around Newport. Honestly, we kind of just explored the area. Right. And I, I, maybe it's because of Parasite, but I was really noticing like the class differences. Oh, with like the mansions and like that, you know the Dunkin' Donuts near the Firehouse Theater in Newport, Rhode yeah, Island. Yeah, why? Why you got a knife? Yeah, that one. Um, that Dunkin' Donuts is like crackhead central. 
How do you have mansions in walking distance of that area? I don't know. Isn't that weird? Yes. And and the and the area, honestly, the the shop area is pretty nice. Right. Then it's historic buildings. Then it's that crazy Jersey Shore type of boardwalk. Right. Then it's the the docks, which are the second lar- largest what slave trading docks in America. Did you know that? I did not. Well, I know it. Congratulations. And I'm like, man, this is so weird. What a what a weird combination of things Newport, Rhode Island is. Um, but they do have a beautiful dock area and they have a beautiful uh, boardwalk and all that stuff. Yeah. The mansions are nice. Everything is nice over there. And the mansions, for people who don't live around New England, the mansions in Newport, Rhode Island, which you'll see on like Family Guy, right? Yeah. Um, they're like tourist areas. Yeah. Like that's what they're for. They're for uh, people to go check out and like... Yeah, you get a, a sense of what life was like in the early part of the 20th century. Right. Um, so like, it's a, oh the Vanderbilts lived here like yes, things like that. Yeah, yeah it's very strange I I enjoy that stuff I I like to learn and experience different things very strange so we were driving around and kind of making jokes man we made such a funny joke I wish I remember what it was but it was funny and um, we had dinner plans uh, we had reservations at Twenty Two Bowens which is like a nice restaurant on the docks in Newport went there um, our buddy Lou Lou Perella. The chef, um, our buddy who was on um, Restaurant Impossible recently, he did an episode of our podcast. We kind of told the behind the scenes of that. He used to work for Newport Restaurant Group, which is a restaurant group in uh, Rhode Island. And 22 Bowens is part of that group. So he made a call ahead of time, and there was a birthday card at our table for Gina that was signed by the whole staff. Oh, Isn't that cool? That's very nice. Very nice of Lou. Sat down. And man, everything we got was like incredible. We had oysters three ways, and they were awesome. Um, one of them had blood orange ice chips on top and they were delicious. Uh, I got the white clam chowder. Excellent. I got chicken fricassee. I got these monster fucking king crab legs, like the big dinosaur ones. Wow. Oh my God. I love crab legs. That's like a new thing for me, you know, past like year and a half. Love crab legs. All right. I had some crab legs in Florida one time that I really enjoyed, but I almost like didn't accept it. I was like, I really enjoyed that. It was a vacation thing. Now... I'm all crab leg. I they call me crab leg. I I have called you crab leg for years. Yeah, I've had my cra- leg hurts and I get crabby. <laughs> so I've had crab legs once in my life. Which, which uh, crab? Indiana crab. Wait, I, don't, wait, I don't. Well, how do they look? Do they look like a dinosaur crab leg, or did it look like a regular crab leg? A regular crab leg, I think. Like in other words, was it super thick with like? Like big, like spikes sticking out of it, like it would hurt you if you tried to do. Open no, it? I don't think so. I think okay. it was a regular, regular crab, crab leg. Okay, yeah, it, you know, it was at a restaurant in Crown Point, Indiana, right, you know, where you want to get crab legs from, mm-hmm. and uh, it was all you can eat: prime rib and crab legs. <laughs> and so I was like, oh, I'll, I'll take prime rib. Of course, there's no way I'm going to eat crab legs. I didn't know prime ribbed was served rare. And so it came, and I'm like, oh, I don't do uh, Was it that rare? Uh, I mean, it was rarer than 17-year-old Brad was prepared for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I mean, that was basically it. But I'm like, I paid $25 for this. And at the time, I was making like five fifty an hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I'm yeah. like, I'm going to get my money's worth. I'm going to eat this raw meat. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and you know, and then, you know, I was with three friends. And so yeah. two of us got the crab legs, and yes. two of us got the prime ribs, and we all shared. And it was a, a nice a nice time. Is it prime ribs? It's not a plural situation with a rib. Uh, prime rib. You know what? It's like a meat. Yeah, lamb. I, you know, I, I think, don't know. I, I, I think two of us ordered the prime rib dish. Eh. Like we ordered we prime, prime rib, rib dishes. Like yeah. We had prime rib. At two dinner. of us got prime rib. Yeah. Two people got crab legs. So you tried a crab leg? 
I did. What'd you think? I thought it was all right. I think that if you tried the big, huge ones now, I think you'd be like, this is pretty good. Well, I've had imitation crab meat so many times in California. Yeah. Well, of course it's not the same. It's imitation. It's well, it's right not even there. the same crab, yeah. I think. I don't know. I'd have to. We have to research. It's hard because I'd like you to try it, but this was like 40 bucks. Right. You know? But they gave us lump crab with it. What about oh, at that uh, that Nordic Lodge? What kind of crab? Do they have dinosaur crab legs? They have a dinosaur they... crab leg. It's right. king crabs is yes. what we're talking about. Um, but the thing is, they're so spiky and they're yes. so jagged that they either have to like shave them a little bit or you have to wear gloves wow. and you wear a cracker. It's really, yeah, it's pretty dangerous. <laughs> right. I've cut myself pretty bad on that before. But yours were delicious. Oh, I got 22, 22 bones. bones. Yes. Yeah, we got, I got two big crab legs and some lump crab and oh my God, the chicken fricassee. I've never had chicken fricassee before. I'm not really sure what that is. I, You'd like it. To me, it, it's, it involves frying somehow. Yeah, you would, you would like the fricassee. It's hard to explain. It was, it was, it, I think, I think, honestly, I don't know that much about fricassee. This one was served with like a garlic cream sauce over fingerling potatoes. Excellent. You would have liked that. Right. But I don't know if that's always it's always served. Right. Um, great meal. We planned on going to get dessert again. And I was like, let's go back to Nori's. But I was so full. I probably ate. I So it was, here's what's our meal. Chuck gets white clam chowder. Gross. Chuck and Gina get oysters three ways. Uh-huh. Disgusting. Um, Gina gets like something, something small, I think. Chuck gets king crab legs. Okay. Gina gets this like vegetarian dish that was that was really good with a fried egg on it, and then Chuck gets chicken fricassee. Right. I probably ate twenty percent of my chicken fricassee. It was just too much were so food. Full of everything. Yeah. Else, yeah, and so we, you know, we we were like, I want to go back to Nori's, and I was like, you know, I'm laying in a bed. My shirt, my shirt doesn't, you know, it doesn't button anymore. Right, I'm wearing right. a cummerbund, and it's like flipped up. You yep, know what I mean? My, I have course. a bow tie. It's on the side of my neck. Yes. But my, I have a comb over, but the hairs are all crazy. Yeah, I I, I got the visual. <laughs> I've, they're, they're, I've they're, seen a movie. <laughs> they're wheeling me into the yes. elevator on a luggage cart. Yes. <laughs> um, uh, so, so yeah, so uh, I, I, so I couldn't get dessert. It was just too much. Yeah. Um, went back to the room. Wait, no, no, we left. That yeah, was it. Cause we already back, stayed yeah. over. So we came back here to uh, my house in Warren and we actually, we were going to go to Providence to go to need donuts uh, their Nightcrawler event. They were doing a Valentine's Day yes. special one with cake batter donuts or red velvet donuts or something. something like that. But we were too full. Yep. So we came back to town. We watched Snowpiercer, which we talked about in the podcast yes, last week. Um, and it was a great time. But I got to say, to be completely honest, this was like the first of like a crazy like meal situation. So my brother and his girl and his wife, I guess, Denny and his wife, uh, Shannon. I guess. <laughs> his wife, I guess now. Uh their birthdays are right around the same time too. So the next day, I woke up, went straight to Milton, Massachusetts. We had we had uh, like an early dinner with them. Then we came back. The next morning, we went out to dinner. We went out to breakfast for Gina's birthday with my parents. Yep. We went to uh, the barn in uh, Little Compton, yes, Rhode Island. Um, then we had like another birthday dinner with Gina's. It was, it was crazy. The amount of birthday dinner stuff we had. Oh yeah. That night we went to malted barley with all of our friends for yes, Gina's birthday. It was crazy. It was just like meal after meal for Gina to celebrate with me and her privately, her mom's side of the family, her dad, uh, her friends. Then we had like another mom's side thing this past weekend. It was crazy. It was so much restaurant food. I'm trying to, you know, get a handle on the eating out, but man, it's been, it's been tough anyway. So that night, yeah, I'll say that. Next day, uh, I went up to Milton, and then on Sunday, uh, we went to Malted Barley in Providence for Gina's birthday dinner with our friends, which includes Mr. Brad Rohr. That's correct. And you want to transfer over to your story. Yes. Uh, Let's hear your story. 
<clears throat> so first of all, my my Valentine's Day, which literally no one asked about, uh, I uh, entered a drawing on Twitter. Uh, and I won an autographed copy of a book I really enjoy called Lab Girl by That's right. Hope Yarin. Yes, yes. Uh, so that I, I was in such a great mood from that. And normally yeah. I'm not in a great mood on Valentine's Day, but right. I was psyched about this book. I did see that. And then uh, that night I had a show at Pig. Right. Uh, my meal was two McDonald's hamburgers, both of them with only ketchup, mm-hmm. uh, as is tradition before an improv show. Yes. And uh, they weren't good, way too salty, Perfect. et cetera. Perfect And uh, then there's another group in, in our space. Yeah. Another group in our space, so we had to go down. Like, all these, all these things were against us. Had a great show. Take that, Valentine's Day. Now, longtime listeners will know that uh, for... Almost two years, I've been playing the game Marvel Strike Force on my phone. Yes, it's like a it's a mobile game based on the Marvel superheroes. Right, and so you build teams of five, and you know there are missions, and uh-huh. you team up with other people, and you you do raids, and then there's wars between different groups of of twenty four people, mm-hmm. and uh, I've I've been playing it every day. Uh, I think I was at day six hundred and four. You know, at the at the turn of the year, I was about 600 days. Wow. And, uh, it's almost two years. At least an hour a day. An hour? At least an hour. And I, now, now, a oh. lot of that time, you know, if I had it at work, I would set it on my desk in front of my keyboard, and it's just a couple taps. Right. And then it autoplays. Mm-hmm. And so it kind of, it seems like the game is up for 45 minutes. Right. But really, it's like tap, tap, tap. Uh, okay, oh, the fight started, great. My shield team is going to win, and then I would type an email or something for work. Right. And when I'm done with the email, I look, okay, next fight. I have to have my Avengers fight, or I have to have my X-Men fight, or whatever. Um, and so it seemed like I was using a lot of time right. um, on this game. But uh, played it a lot and made the decision, actually made the decision like in November that I'm like, you know, I'm not really getting a lot of joy out of this game. Mm. Because I won't pay for anything, I can't keep up. Yeah, and, right. and my alliance members, who had no such qualms about paying for things, yeah. were, were just doing way better than me. And so as, as an alliance, we would fight harder and harder alliances, and I felt like I wasn't holding my weight. And I wasn't doing bad, right? but it was one of those things where I'm like, oh, okay, oh, they, they forgot to put a team on defense. Let me fight that team so I can get a win uh, because I, I it's hard for me to contribute otherwise. <clears throat> so... I made the decision in November I want to stop and then, you know, kind of, I don't know if they introduced a new character or something, but I stuck around. And then in mid-January, I talked to my alliance leader and I was like, hey, you know, I, I think I'm ready to go. I think I'm ready to be done with this game. I'm not getting a lot of joy. So like, kind of all the reasons. And he said, okay, like, I understand. We're sorry to see you go. But what are you, what are you thinking in terms of time frame? I said, I'd love to be done by Super Bowl Sunday, which was mm-hmm. two weeks out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if not, February 16th. That, that Sunday, because kind of the raid season or the war season ends on Sunday, starts a new one, so that I'm not hurting the Alliance if I by leaving in like the middle of the week. Oh, yeah, you wouldn't want to hurt the Alliance. I would he, not. Here's what's crazy about it. I yeah. always thought that you were putting like, I don't know, I knew you logged into it, yeah. but I just, I thought, I guess I thought more of it was automated. It, you know, it was automated, but yeah, yeah. I'll say this, in the mornings, uh, you know, work mornings, wake up at 7.40, take a shower, come out of the shower it's it's 758 and i get back under the covers because you know it's it's chilly and i would play the game for 15 to 20 minutes wow you got up 15 to 20 minutes early just to play the game until until i left for work 
And then I would leave for work. And most of the time I was on time, but mm-hmm. I, you know, it's one of those things where like three days a week, I'd have to check my, my war and like, Oh, I, I gained a tax in the night. And, and now I have to, and, and it's wow. just one of those things where it was too much. Yeah. 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 And, uh, and so I told him I was quitting and he said, I understand. Yeah. I, you know, like you've, you've put a lot of time and effort into it. We appreciate it. We appreciate you. If you were in Nashville, I'd buy you a drink, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Right, right, right. So, and that's, you know, we, we talked a little bit about a, a weird strike force discord drama last March. Right. Where a guy yes, yes, yes. pretended to have gotten in a car accident and been <laughs> hospitalized. <laughs> For some reason, I'm not really, I, we're still not clear on the details, but. Yeah, uh, right. So, yeah. So I quit this game that I had put so much time into uh, on Sunday, this, like before I went to the malted barley for Gina's birthday thing. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I don't miss it at all. Like not really? Even, not even a little. Wow. There's, there's not an ounce of like, oh, I wish I was playing the game. I do miss like seeing the discussions in, in the, right, Discord, right, right, the right. Discord server and everything uh, and kind of those guys. But it wasn't, it was, you know, it wasn't like we were super close. It was like, oh, good job, man. And like, yeah, yeah. Wolverine's claws are cool. Yeah. Can you believe that Cyclops kicks and hits? Yeah. And right. uses his laser eyes. Oh, yeah. Uh, which I did unlock Cyclops, never powered him up. Hmm. Uh, but it was, you know, I, I, obviously it's a good choice, but I didn't realize how much better I would feel. Wow. Like at 11 a.m., I don't have to log on to the game and, and do my fights. And then again at 5 p.m. And, <laughs> then, and then again at 8 p.m. <laughs> And you know, again, it's 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 logging on, it's tapping like twenty times, mm. and then oh, maybe I can power somebody up. Okay, I, I did. I powered up Ultron, whatever. And uh, but yeah, I put way too much time in it. I, I shouldn't say that. I I did get enjoyment out of it for a long time, and uh, but I think I played it longer than I needed to. The, the whole culture of mobile games is something I that I just have has, has passed me by. Yeah, you know, I don't know about it. Same thing with uh, online dating, I guess. Well, you know, I before you know, I didn't really do any online dating. I'm still trying. Uh, before Strike Force, mm-hmm. you know, we we made the joke with Angry Birds too of mm-hmm. like, I'm playing to get my bird a new hat. Yeah, and like, <laughs> yeah, that was I a, love that. That was a joke you made. I, I love that. Joke. You made the joke, and then I didn't say anything, and you're like, Wait, is that really what you're getting for logging in 300 days in a row? I'm like, Yes. Was it really a hat? It was really a hat. Yeah, that the hats <laughs> made the birds get you more points. Hold on, hold on. You're playing Angry Birds. Angry Birds 2. You're logging in yep. every day. Yep. And if you log in for 300 days. Uh, something like that. For 10 months in a row, every single day, <laughs> one, one of your birds gets a special hat. Yes. <laughs> what? There were many different hats in the game. Like what? Give me some hats. I mean, there was like, they uh, there were, what, there were seven birds or whatever? Yeah. And there was like a, a knight set, like a medieval set. And there was uh, oh, there was one that was oh, inspired. you have like a like a night hat? Yeah. Oh, okay, that's pretty cool. Right. Uh, at one point, they they uh, joined forces with the NFL, and I had a little Chicago Bears helmets for them. <laughs> You're sixty logging in for the tenth year in a row to get a Chicago Bears helmet on one of your Angry Birds. It's worth it. That and and like nobody else sees it. Like I see my Angry Birds. It's not like I'm collecting them to show them off. You can't even brag. Well, I mean, I can, Bray. Hey, check out my <laughs> Chicago Bears helmet on that the is, bomb bird. If I if I log in every day for another year, the yellow bird's gonna get a helmet. It's triangle shaped. It's it's what's so crazy is I know you're not a lunatic, but why would someone log into a mobile game every day for ten months to get a special? Oh, app? I'm sorry, Chuck. How many days in a row do you go without pooping? 
because I go zero days. So when I'm in the bathroom, I'm okay, going to log right. up Angry Birds 2. I, I thought you were trying to make a comparison that, like, I don't know what you're, where you're going know. with that. I uh, get it now. I get it yeah. now. You're uh, doing it while you're pooping. Yes. Uh, it's not like I poop yeah. every day and I eventually get a hat. Right. <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah, that was yeah, true. Yeah, right. I would have so many hats right. by now. Um, so, yeah. So I'm, I am I have those. Hey, Hat Rack. Yeah. That's your new name. <laughs> nickname in this <laughs> i uh i'm <laughs> you, you wear them all i guess yes, in the at the same time <laughs> um he, does, he knows he doesn't have to wear them all at the same time right <sighs> that's so funny he just wants to show off how committed he is to angry birds that is hilarious uh, now the only game i have on my phone is of course the new york times crossword which i uh started on november uh, september 19th uh, and you you have access to all their archives. So mm-hmm. in addition to doing the daily crossword every day, I've been working my way backwards, and I've finished the first nine months of 2019. Right. Well, maybe that exercises your mind a little bit it more. It does. I, I feel I definitely feel better about you know spending 15 minutes a day doing a crossword mm-hmm. than I would have. You know, even if I was doing crosswords for 60 minutes a day, I would feel better mm-hmm. than I would 60 minutes of Marvel Strike Force. It's it's a really interesting thing. It just I don't know. I, I obviously I, I I go on my phone quite a bit. I, yeah. I mean I'll be honest. I have I have so many people that I am friends with and follow on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram that it's hard for me to just like, scroll through and see people's stuff. So I don't right. really have a lot of that. Um, I've never done the mobile games thing. Yeah, I pay attention to news a lot, like movie news, video right. game stuff, comic book, art, you know, whatever. Um, but yeah, it's funny. I just never fell into the mobile game thing, so it's baffling to me. I understand. You know, it's interesting. Um, I I am surprised. Even it's weird because like now, I mean, this this is going to be a revelation to me. To you, you're going to be like, yeah, right. of course. But this is a revelation to me. Playing video games is not at all similar to like a mobile game. No. See, that's not how I ever thought about it before this right. second. I always thought of it like like when when we were like you know getting into these games. The only ones I ever played were like Angry Birds. And uh, Super Mario Run, basically. Right. So to me, those are like video games. Those are closer yeah. to the games that I would play on like, uh, you know, on like Xbox, I guess, or Nintendo right. Switch or whatever, because you can actually play them and there's like a skill part, blah, blah, blah. But with the mobile games, it's a little bit more about chance and dedication and well, repetitive and, you know, stuff. It, it, it depends on the game. Right. Um, you know, you think about uh, the, the the endless runner games. There's some some skill and reflex involved in that. And, you know, and luck as well. Right. But uh, Marvel Strike Force, I, I, I'm, I'm just thinking about the numbers now. I probably started in uh, like May-ish mm-hmm. of 2018 Right. Played every day for the rest of the year. Played every day of 2019 and played the first six weeks of, of 2020. Oh, my God. Now, the first, you know, eight months, all of 2018, I didn't know what I was doing. And so I wasn't putting in a ton of time where I was like, oh, okay, um, you know, I'm going to do my my 10 simulated battles a day, and that's kind of it. And yeah. I was saving up all my energy because I didn't realize it it respawned. And so that's part of why I was so behind everyone when I joined this alliance in the first place is because wow. I spent eight months not knowing what to do. Jesus Christ. Uh, it's funny because I don't th- even... They're like, you have to power up your defenders. I'm like, but I don't like my defenders. They're like, ah, oh, but they're good fighters. I'm like, yeah, but they're boring. Like Luke Cage, big deal. Uh. And, uh, and so they're like, no, power them up. So I had to. And, and that was you know part of it as well, where I didn't get to power up the characters I wanted to power up. So why am I playing this game? Jeez, it's, it's, just, it's hard for me to even understand this, the it idea is. of playing the game for so long. It is. Well, it's weird. I and and about, having me be the same thing all the time. Right. I, I think about like even you know going backwards, like Marvel Strike Force, 
Angry Birds 2. Like I played Temple Run a lot mm. uh, or Temple Run 2 or whatever. And, and I'm like, oh, I, I have... An addictive like, personality? That that addictive personality, but it's not to the point where I've spent money on any of those games. Right, right, right. Interesting. See, it's funny because I, I get... I just, you know what? I just like leveling up. Yeah, you That's do like it. that. Yeah. I, I, I have a question for you. Sure. Do you give up on video games when things become too repetitive? Um, I do. I feel like they're... You know what? Just Cause 3 I gave up on because everything felt repetitive where it's like, oh, go in, blow up a base. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or we play a game like even like Grand Theft Auto or something where they're like... Okay, well, part of this is that you can collect all the pigeons in the city. Oh, yeah. I don't do that stuff because it's yeah. too boring to me. Well, I mean, I did it in Saints Row. Depends on what it four. is. Yeah. If it's like, yeah, I don't know. Well, you know what? If it gives if it gives my character a bonus in some way and I yeah. can level up, yeah. I'm more likely to do it than if it's just like, wow. oh, a neat thing. Wow. Uh, you know, I, I got all the collectibles in Horizon Zero Dawn. And yeah, I yeah, think yeah. I got all of them in, in Spider-Man for right. PS4. Right, right, right. But the other day I was playing Ori in the Blind Forest yes. on the Xbox mm-hmm. and uh, finished the game. And then mm-hmm. it's like, oh, there's two areas that were DLC that I haven't explored. Let me go explore those. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, oh, I could go back and get all the energy cells and life mm-hmm. cells. And, and I'm like, you know what? I'm okay. I'm okay where I'm at. I finished the game. I know yeah. the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't do that either. And uh, and I'm, I'm done now. Wow, that's fascinating to me, man. Well, I'm, I'm glad you're... I'm glad you're 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 stepping away. You know, we'll see. Maybe seems like the right a, thing to do. You know, maybe there'll be another game that that sucks me in. Yeah. Uh, if I can if I can power somebody up, you know. And and when I talked about this a little bit on the podcast last year, somebody wrote in and they said, "Oh, you know, I played the Game of Thrones mobile game, mm. and I got sucked into it. And it's kind of the same thing. You know what? I I played the WWE game, like oh, the, yeah, the yeah, match yeah. three game. Yeah. And then they're like, "Oh, do you want to beta test the next one?" <laughs> And I'm like, yeah, of course. And and so they powered up your characters all the way. And I was playing it. I'm like, even with all powered up characters, it's the same game. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. Like this is this that. is this is this the beta version made the original version not fun. And wow. so I deleted it. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. So I, you know, I I think I just need to police myself a little bit better in terms of what I'm getting involved in because once I'm involved, it's hard to step away. Yeah. Um, interesting. All right. So uh so what else do you what else do you want to talk about? Um, I went to oh yeah 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 tell me about this Pachacacha, which yes, is spelled uh, spelled Pichacucha P E C H A K U C H A, and what Pachacacha is uh, apparently it started in Tokyo in probably like two thousand six uh, two thousand eight maybe mm-hmm. and uh, started by an architecture firm and basically every presenter gets twenty slides. And each slide mm-hmm. is up on the screen for 20 seconds. And they, they their joke is that it was a way to limit the architects right. from uh, going on and on and on. Right. So basically, anyone can present. It's it's often geared towards kind of creatives or entrepreneurs, uh, but anyone can present uh, about something they're passionate about. And each month has a theme, and all the presentations are loosely organized around that theme. Right. Um, so for example, uh, the theme this month, uh, in, in Providence was this is Providence and it was things uh, unique about the city. It was on international Pachacacha day, right. Uh, of two twenty 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 because it's 20 slides in 20 seconds. It was a big deal. Right. And so like 1200 cities around the world were doing these presentations and they were showing like pictures, uh, from like. Singapore and the Tokyo morning session mm-hmm. and London and mm-hmm. pretty neat. Uh, and so our pal Jenny Courier was presenting about her journey to becoming a food writer. Mm-hmm. And honestly, pretty on the fence about going. Uh, and she had, she had tagged 
uh, tagged me as being in one of the, the, the slides. Yeah. And so I'm like, ah, okay, well, she's going to say something great about me, I'm sure. I would have gone if I was open that night. Yeah, I know. Uh, and that would have made me more likely to go. But I was really on the fence about going. I texted my friend Morgan, and she said she was going. And I said, all right, <clears throat> I, I'm, I'm going to go, but I'm going to miss the cocktail hour. Just save me a, a seat. And she said, I'm also going to miss the cocktail hour. I'm like, ooh, I don't know how crowded this event is going to be. Yeah, right. Uh, so went up to Providence. It was at the Columbus Theater upstairs. And uh, we went, and Morgan and I walked in, and you know, a bunch of other church people there, uh, which was really heartening to see. Uh, we sat like dead center and saw Jenny and, you know, she was, she was happy I was there. And the, the first presentation was, uh, was from a guy who works with, uh, an organization that works with the homeless to tell their story via musical theater. Awesome. Uh, the second presenter wasn't there. Then Jenny presented and, you know, I, I say this, I don't know if she listens to the podcast. She was, she was the best presenter. She mm. was polished. She didn't go too long and she like projected and knew what she was going to say and had jokes and, you know, really a really good job. Uh, the next girl was like uh, an artist and she was kind of telling her story of becoming an artist and why she likes murals and, and things like that. And, um, you know, there was a, a beer break in the middle and then, they, you know, somebody did, these are photos of pro what Providence looked like a hundred years ago and this right. this same area is now and this is right. how the city has changed and uh just really kind of all over the spectrum oh one girl did a presentation if providence historical figures had tinder yeah right. and uh right you know unique idea so it was uh it was really interesting to just kind of see what all these different people brought to the table in not only in terms of content but also like presentation style right so a unique night uh, they do it uh providence does it monthly but a lot of cities do it, you know, six times a year or every other month or whatever. Right. <clears throat> but Providence has been running monthly for a long time, like 10 years. Or That's something. what I heard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the longest, it's like the longest, the longest consistent uh, one. Outside of Tokyo, it's the longest consistent one. Wow. So I thought it was the longest consistent one. Outside of Tokyo, what's this horse well, shit? Well, Tokyo is the originator. Wow. So. Who knows about that? Yeah. Uh, I mean, the people who originated it know about it. Yeah, Tokyo. So, yeah, so it was a, a fun, interesting evening, and, and people were like, you need to do this. And I'm like, what am I passionate enough about to talk about? And they're like, next month's theme is the cherry on top. So it can be however literal you want to take that, or it can be, you know, whatever, that extra something that makes life worth living. And I'm like, ooh, could I do a six-minute and 40-second, 20 slides, 20 seconds each, about the Warrant song Cherry Pie and how it's not about cherries. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> I would love for you to do that. I know. it's. Uh, Here's my evidence. Yes. Come on. Cherries aren't stinky. <laughs> <laughs> is that a line in the song? Yes. It is <laughs> not. Oh, stinky cherry pie. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> you was a kid. It's, it's me sniffing a cherry. <laughs> and I'm like, it smells fine. I don't get it. Oh, that's funny. So yeah, it's it's uh you know like I said it's it's not spelled like it sounds, but it's it sounds like Pachacacha. Um, check them out. See if there's one near you. Uh, if you're in the Providence area, they it's a it's a rotating location every month. Right. So they they showed like there was one at the Providence Improv Guild in right. November, and there was one at I think Sin Bakery, mm -hmm. uh, Federal Hill Pizza. Which one yeah. is that? Federal Hill. Yeah. Pizza. It's the one that we went to and looked at about doing the podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Uh, there was one there. And so That's cool. You know, kind of a cool idea to also keep it roving. Yes, right. So uh, really interesting, interesting, interesting experience. 
I'm glad I went. That's great. I'm, I'm glad Morgan was going so that I didn't have an excuse not to go. That's good. I'm glad you. I'm glad you went too. Yeah. I'm glad you had a good time. I'd love to get involved with one of those. It sounds really fun. You know, they also do. Jenny had done a presentation before, and it was somebody else made all 20 slides. And so it was a mystery presentation. So she got up without having any idea what was on the slides and she had to then present. Oh, I like that. For six minutes and 40 seconds. And that presentation was uh, whether or not a hot dog is a sandwich. Oh, that's so, fun. Yeah. I wonder what I would argue. Ah, I, I don't want to get into that right now. Yeah. I don't want to give that away. Right. For free. No, of course no. not. <laughs> um, that's cool, man. Yeah, I'd like to get involved in that. It sounds really fun. It's funny because I'd never heard of it before, and three people asked me to go to this one. What the hell is up with that? Well, here's the thing. I had uh, a, a different woman at church was involved in it years ago, so to like 2014, 2015, right when I was starting at this church, and and they're not necessarily church-based things. So I know I've mentioned people from church. That just happens to be the circle I I, uh, I run with. Um, and then I met like a friend of a friend who I had a little crush on, and she like helped organize it at the time, and then she got back together with an ex. So I'm like, I'm never going to this thing. And then I went. So yeah. well, good. Um, yeah, I'm glad you went. I'm I'm honestly surprised I remembered how to pronounce it because I've been told numerous times, and it was just me. Like Morgan and I were like, chaka 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 chaka. Yeah, like, yeah. Just being idiots. So yeah, I had a hard, I had a hard time remembering how to say it. Yeah. Um, but fun time. That's good, man. I'm glad. Speaking of fun times. Oh yeah. So we went to go see the Impractical Jokers movie. Yes. This uh, past weekend, and it's interesting going into this. Um, you know, obviously, I, I work for uh, the podcast Tell Him Steve Dave, which is made up of Quinn from Impractical Jokers and Brian Walt from Comic Book Men. Uh, you know, we're friends with Casey Jost, who works in Impractical Jokers. Friends with Mike Fenoya, who works in Impractical Jokers. Both of them have been in the podcast. Um, and, uh, you know, we have a close connection to the show through all those channels. We were asked right. to submit to write for Impractical Jokers two years ago. Um, there's other stuff that's gone on behind the scenes that has, you know, uh, connects me to them. And uh, they were filming this movie like two years ago, I'd say. And, uh, you know, at the time it was kind of pretty much under wraps. Like no one really knew what was going on with it. Um, and then when the movie was coming out and it was put, I guess I'll say this. I don't have a uh, background information about this that is not public. Okay. However, I do have some knowledge of like film industry and television industry and stuff like that. So here's what I think. I think that they shot the Impractical Jokers movie with the idea that it was going to go to a streaming service. Interesting. That's what I believe. And that it wasn't going to necessarily to the box office? Well, think about this. It was produced by Funny or Die. Yep. And that's who made, because they own it. Between Two Ferns, the movie. Between Two Ferns, the movie. And they have a kind of a partnership with Netflix in general. So I guess I really thought that this... I, I think originally this was shot to be um, a streaming service movie. Okay. And I don't know what happened, but they decided to make it a limited release movie and put it in theaters. And as the movie was getting closer, you know, I was seeing trailers here and there on Facebook and uh, on 2TV and stuff like that. And as it was getting closer... And the actual guys from... Do we have to explain what Impractical Jokers is to people that don't know? Probably don't, not, I right? I don't think so, no. Yeah, if, if you don't know, Impractical Jokers is, is a, a hidden camera TV show on True TV um, that is like wildly, wildly, wildly successful and has been getting only more successful over the past eight years uh, since it started. So when they announce the trailers and then they get close to it and like the individual guys, there's four guys. It's Sal, Joe, Quinn, and Murray. When they were all like... Like Sal was like, and I'm not sure about the exact places, but one of them was like, 
hey, uh, you know, for opening weekend of our movie, I'm going to be hitting up random screenings in Chicago. And right. one of them was like, I'm going to be hitting up random sh- screenings in Minnesota or something. I'm going to be in California. I don't know. All these, all they were all they were kind of splitting up and going around the country to go to these screenings. And I realized I'm like, oh, like they're trying to get people to come out and support this movie um, in a really big way. And it kind of made me start thinking backwards. And I'm like, something is up with this where there's a challenge that they have to get people to come out and support this film right. that kind of dictates the future. And although I, you should always kind of think that, like, I'll put it this way. They're a comedy troupe, and every time they take a big step, it's important that it goes well for the future. Right. In general. Yes, of course. So that could be uh, selling out Madison Square Garden, or that could be uh, the you know doing the sh- shows in London, live shows. That could be... Uh, a live special they're doing. Everything you want it to be well attended, of course. Um, but for some reason, it seemed like there was an extra emphasis on this movie to really get people to go support it. And I kind of realized that and I thought about it. And I'm like, you know what? They're in their eighth season of their TV show. Right. They've done so much. They, they tour arenas constantly. They sell out. They, like, they sold out Madison Square Garden. They sold out Radio City Music Hall. Um, I think they sold out the O2 Arena in London. Uh, they're hugely successful on these tours. The show is is bigger than you know they ever expected it to be. It runs all the time. The, the numbers for it are crazy, and it's just this phenomenon. And I think that when people see that from afar, they think, oh, they have these huge shows. Oh, they have this eight season show. Yeah, they're coming out with a movie. Of course they are. They're gonna. It's gonna be successful no matter what. Right. <clears throat> and I made a big post on this on my social media, but that's not the case. I think that uh, if you have someone like Will Ferrell, who has a history with movies, who has this big storied career, and he's coming out with his newest comedy, you know a certain amount of people are going to go see it. Right. And that it has an advertising budget that's going to get the word out about the movie to all these people. Right. The Impractical Jokers movie, as I assume, um, well, A, A, I know that they don't have a history of movies, so this is like a big experiment for them. Right. And B... I assume they don't have a crazy advertising budget. So they probably did a bunch of advertising on True TV during the show. Right. As well as a, a small amount of advertising online pretty much only. Right. Which is similar to how The Lonely Island promoted Popstar. Right. Which is one of my favorite comedies of all time, but which was a failure. Yeah. Box office wise. Financially, yes. Financially. So I started realizing this. And I realized going into I'm like, you know what? It's really important that this movie does well for them. Right. I think it might dictate, you know, maybe not 100%, but I think it's an important factor in what happens with these guys going forward. Right. And what I think, I hope, what I hope people know is that there are some shows on TV that are orchestrated and they're put together by casting agents and, uh, you know, someone comes up with a concept and they make it. And if it's a sitcom or whatever it is, it, do, it doesn't do well, they cancel it, who cares? And people go on. But this is this is a lot closer to like a band making it. Yeah. The Impractical Jokers were a legitimate independent comedy group, troupe, working together. I was gonna say a group of guys, but troupe, working together. Group do, troops. Doing small live shows, kind of working up their way, making sketch comedy, entering a contest at some point, you know. <clears throat> really grinding it out and doing the work behind the scenes of uh these four independent comedians. And in doing so, they came up with this concept from Practical Jokers. Original, do you know what the original name was? Um, 
You got it. Oh boy, it's on the tip of the tongue of my brain. Yeah. Oh man, I I uh I don't know. Mission uncomfortable. Yeah. And and, uh, and, and the pilot was filmed at like a speed dating thing, and you had to do and say what the other guy said, right? That that was part of the pilot. It was it a movie theater, I think, was part yeah. of it. I, I I don't remember exactly, but yeah, something like that. And um, these guys are guys that really really did the work, came up with their own concept. And much like Jackass, the concept really only works because of their relationships and everything they've done together and the chemistry they have and the specific mixture of who they are. Very, very, you know, I know people are going to kind of, they might giggle at this, but it's a very artistic, truthful, soulful project. You know, it has to do with who they are. Right. It's not like... Yeah, uh, it's, it's, it's about their actual real life bond. Their bond, as well as their individual personality, is just kind of working together. Right. You know? Um... And I, I've been watching that for a long time and, you know, knowing Quinn through Tell Him Steve Dave and knowing the background of the show. And I started to get very emotionally invested in the success of this movie for them. Wow. Because I believe in them as in the same way that me and you believe in against me. Right. I believe in the impractical yeah, you, jokers. You want to see this band do well. You yes. Want to I believe in the art that they produce. I believe in the quality behind it and the heart behind it. And yeah, same thing as us, us believing in a band. Um, the Interrupters. Yep. Our relationship to the band The Interrupters is the same as as the relationship I have with the Impractical Jokers. And I mean, obviously mixed in with this is like the Impractical Jokers in general, the show, um, is where I feel like I should be working, where I feel like I should be like writing and helping do things with them, conceptualize stuff. I, I've wanted to do that for a long time. I'm I'm I've been working towards it as much as I possibly could. Um and I truly believe that from the stuff that I've been making since 2004, it just adds up perfectly with this. And I kind of just feel a kinship with the entire group, not just the four guys, but everyone behind it and the concept and everything. Um, but yeah, I think people went into this weekend thinking like, oh, yeah, they're just going to do what they do. They're impractical jokers. They're popular or whatever. But I, I started realizing I'm like, no, this is like they're having a call to action. Right. When they kind of did these things. And what happened was. They made so the the they their per screen average was like incredible because it was a limited run, which means uh, you know if you see a new movie like Avengers Endgame, it might be in you know four thousand theaters across the country. Right. And Practical Jokers was probably in three hundred and fifty theaters across the country, something like that. I don't even know how, what the actual number is, but their per screen average was super high. They ended the weekend making two point six million through those through the small amount of theaters they have, which. I don't know how well, how this happened, but that got them a wide release on the movie starting next weekend. Oh, that's great. That was announced on Monday. Yeah. Um, so it was this big thing where it was kind of, will these guys get to this next level huh. and will they succeed with this movie and what does that mean for the future for them? Um, and they really achieved it. And I'm, I'm really proud of them. And I just think that the show kind of going in this direction and getting this bigger iteration put out there and being a success is a huge step for the guys, a huge step for, you know, the brand of impractical jokers and the future of what they do. Um, and it's, it's just a heartfelt thing. And I'm really proud of the guys. It's weird because at some point this show is going to end. Right. And is Sal going to do stand up? Right. And is Quinn going to do tell him Steve, Dave and his brewery rubs him and Horman and uh, comic books like Metro that he just did is 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 Murray going to continue to do sci-fi books that he's been has yeah. been doing? What's gonna, what's Joe going to do? Joe Gatto, right? And I th and and the success of this movie I think means a lot for even those individual careers going forward. So anyway, it's just an interesting situation. So we went to go see the Impractical Jokers movie. I realized 
um, I really want to make sure we go see this opening weekend and support it as much as we can. Yeah. And so a bunch of us went, um, and uh, I had a lot of fun watching it. I had a great time. Yeah, a lot of the stuff in it really surprised me in terms of finding a way to take what they do and step it up to a new scope. New yeah. scope, that's not right. The, the scope was bigger. Right. <laughs> um, but there Step was a, it up to a new larger scope. Yeah, so, yeah, exactly. So it's like a couple of things, like, you know, I'm not going to give anything away, but Sal in the hotel room, yep. I think, was bigger than what they would do on the TV show. Yeah. Um, I think Quinn at the conference was bigger than what they do at the TV show. Yeah, um, yeah they did a lot of stuff that I think was a cool step up in scope. My favorite moment of the entire movie, as, after thinking about it for like a week, was Murr at the strip club. I think that was like the best moment of the movie. That was great. The most exciting moment. Um, and it's funny because I was watching the movie and I was like, man, like, uh, like some of the bits that they do on the show right. are so funny yeah. that they don't change in a movie theater, but you still feel like it has the value of a movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get Where it. Where it could be in the show or it could be in a movie theater and it's right. so funny that you don't really care which right. one it's in. So you feel like it's it's worth it. Like they went to go in, uh, you know, they went to go interview for some position at like uh with the, with the Atlanta Hawks. With the Atlanta Hawks basketball team. And my one of my favorite like things in the movie and I'm, you know, I, obviously I can't act this out is Joe is behind the scenes, all the guys are and Quinn is getting interviewed and he says, "Tell her the plot of the movie." And Quinn has to tell her the plot of the movie. Right. And I was like, that is fucking hilarious. So I loved that. Um, I loved the, you know, the bigger thing, the, the, you know, the changing scope. I think that stuff was the, the, the best stuff in the movie, the stuff that felt bigger than the TV show is kind yeah. of the, you know, that's kind of the equation you hope for. Um, but there was just a ton of funny stuff and a ton of fun stuff. Um, you know, introducing scripted stuff is difficult yep. because it makes, uh, it, it, it makes you start second guessing some of the other stuff. But I think that in this movie it was pretty clear what was real and what wasn't. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um but uh yeah. yeah so you know who killed it? Casey Jost. Casey Jost. What an actor. What, what a guy. He did it. I love that season five joke. That was great. Yeah. Um but yeah I was really happy for them seeing the movie. I was really happy to see those great moments in the in the during the movie. And I think a lot of the scripted jokes were very funny. A bunch of the jokes were yeah. very funny. You know what joke I liked a lot? Getting out of the car, throwing the luggage, yep, and Murray running across twice every time, yep. I think that that's a really funny joke. I agree. I great, think that was really visual good. Visual every time. Yeah. So if you can go see the Impractical Jokers movie, this is this is another call to action. Wow. Please go see it, especially if you if 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 you kind of like the Impractical Jokers. What I mean is, at minimum, if you even kind of like them, I think it's really important for them to people support to support this as much as they can. So please go see it this weekend. Go see it as soon as possible. Um, if you like the idea of independent comedians coming up with concepts and getting those concepts to go from like a funny idea in an apartment to like eight seasons of a TV show and a movie, right. if you want to support independent comedians getting that kind of success, go see this movie. Cause that's what it is. And here's, what's cool. I think that it is one of those things where you can bring your mom and your dad and your sister and your niece and your blah, blah, blah. I think all that, you can do that. So yeah. it's, a, it's a really fun time. And I say uh, definitely go see it if you can. Um, but yeah, I, I had a really great time seeing it. And um, I think if they made another movie, they could make it even better and bigger. And I think that they will if this movie is successful enough. I hope it is. And by the way, I have no idea what the budget is. Right. But here's what I, I estimate 
2.6 million this weekend, I estimate was definitely more than half their budget. Yes. Which I, is a big I, deal. I'd agree. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that that's a big deal. Um, and uh, yeah, that's all I have to say. Positive things. Please go see it if you can. Tell them Steve Dave fans, even if you're kind of like, oh, I'm a cool tell them Steve Dave fan. I don't like the Impractical Jokers that much. Oh, why can't Quinn be a fireman again or whatever? Go see the movie. You're you're gonna you're gonna enjoy it. And first of all, if you like Tom Steve Dave, I see people say this all the time. They don't like Impractical Jokers. They do like Tom Steve Dave. Is that possible? I don't I don't really know how that's possible. How do you like Tom Steve Dave, I, and yeah. not at least enjoy the Impractical Jokers a little bit? Yeah, I mean at least twenty five percent. I just think about ooh. Although I guess if you only if no you, no because <laughs> well here's the thing. I think that Sal and Joe have right. both been on Tell Him Steve Dave a bunch of times. Yep. Um, and it's, I, I don't know. I, I just think that there's some sort of very specific voice that comes with Q, that comes with Sal and Joe. Obviously, Q's on Tell Him Steve Dave all the time. Right. They've only been on a couple of times. And I do think it transfers. And it's a more family-friendly version of that kind of stuff, and the framework is very different. But if, but I think that if you like Tell Him Steve Dave, you have to have a place in your heart for Impractical Jokers. Go see the Impractical Jokers this movie this weekend. If you're listening right now and you're like, I like Tell Him Steve Dave, I listen to the Talking Brad podcast, go see the Impractical Jokers this movie this weekend. And it's you know, important. who knows? Maybe it's paving the way for the Chuck and Brad podcast, the movie. Maybe it's paving way for Walt and Brian in the next movie. You know that Brian filmed a scene for this? I did not. Uh, and it was cut, I guess. One of my dreams is to, uh, is to get Walt to do some Impractical Joking. I've pitched it to him a couple times, and he's mentioned it. As a, I don't know, he'd it be, could happen. He'd, he'd be great. What, what about, what about uh, an Impractical Jokers show that we filmed for the Tell Him Steve Dave Patreon, but it's Walt, Brian, Sunday, Jeff, and Ming? That's hilarious. That'd be great. Yeah, Ming would do anything. Um, anyway, that's my thoughts about the Impractical Jokers movie. Go support it. It's important. Um, and they're, they're real guys that came up with a real unique concept and, and are getting to the highest level with it. And, you know, there's, that's, to me, no offense to anybody, that's more impressive than someone getting SNL and more impressive than someone getting a sitcom. Mm. It's way more impressive to me that these four guys were just independent, came up with a concept, pushed it, pushed it, pushed it, got a TV show, and now they're eight years in and selling out Madison Square Garden. That's on pretty that. crazy. That's, that's, that's the most impressive thing you can do as like an independent comedian to me, something like that. Um, you know, it's more it's more similar to a stand up. It's right. more similar to a stand up yes. coming up and being themselves the whole time, right. as opposed to getting an opportunity with something that's pre existing and already popular. Yes. They built it themselves, and that's fucking awesome. So go see the Impractical Jokers movie if you care about comedy in a, at all. <laughs> and if you don't, then you don't give a fuck. If you don't, then you hate art. All right, so we're gonna close the podcast. Is this it? We're done. Yes. Okay, this, we're gonna close the podcast with my terrible. Week. I am uh, with bated breath. My breath is super bated. Okay, good. And uh, I'm gonna not, I'm not. I won't get into anything too specific. That's like boring. That's what I want to avoid. Are you sure? Because I talked about lunch meat for like six minutes. At the <laughs> lunch top of this meat episode. and mobile games. Yes, <laughs> that's the name of your solo podcast. <laughs> um, so basically, you know, I've been doing uh, film projects, comedy projects, podcasts, and live music, and all this different stuff. Since like 2004, seriously. Um, and I have, you know, some projects from before that as well. And over the years, I've had to back up all that stuff. I'm very meticulous with my backups and, and keeping all this stuff safe. Right. Like during your, when, you're, when your house caught fire. Yes. The you, first thing you, I tried to get out of my house was my hard drives with all my stuff yes. on it. Um, and uh, yeah, so 
basically I've, what I've done is my, my method for a long time, because it's kind of costly to save that much stuff, is just my rule was as long as I have each indiv- you know each thing I worked on, what, whatever project it was, as long as I have every single thing backed up in at least two places, I feel comfortable. And this year I said to myself, I'd like to get a little bit more organized because I had like six hard drives. So what I did was I saved up, I bought two 12 terabyte hard drives. One 12 terabyte takes care of everything I have. The other 12 terabyte is just a duplicate. Yes. So if either one of those drives crash, I just have the other drive of everything else. Right. Right. And I think that that's enough. It's hard. It's hard for me to imagine paying for more than that. Someone was like, you should get a NAS RAID set, drive set, NAS, you know, RAID. Yep. Guess how much it would be for that much storage? $1,100. Wow. Yep. Okay. So, and by the way, if you're like, oh, why does he do cloud storage? What an idiot. I tried to do cloud storage. It told me it would take a year of backing up to back up all my stuff. I did it for four months, every single night, backing up. And they lost, after after about, after four months, they lost about half of the stuff I uploaded. Right. And I wrote to them and I said, hey, half my stuff is gone because it gives you a little bar at the bottom that tells you how much of it is uploaded. And they said... Yeah, that happens sometimes if you re-index, if, if, if it re-indexes, you don't even control it, if it re-indexes, and you just have to back it up again. So in my head, I'm like, well, you know, even if we take out the idea that it could, my hard drive could crash and then this could happen, where it loses some of my data, what does that mean? Whenever it feels like losing some, I just have to start over yeah. or, or re- it doesn't make any sense. Nope. And I was paying for it. Yeah. And they said, well, if you have more than one terabyte to back up, we don't recommend that you use our services anyway. And I was like, Jesus Christ. So my only option is hard drive backup, I think. Um, so anyway, saved up two 12 byte, 12 byte terabyte hard drives. Yeah, you Great. bought them for yourself before Christmas because I was looking at fancy hard drives for you for Christmas. Yes, I no did. A Black Friday. Yep. Um, by the way, they're like twice as much as they were on Black Friday. Wow. Yeah. So what happened was I was like, all right, well, what I'm doing now is I'm taking everything from one hard drive and manually putting it in the other one, which is a real pain in the ass. It's very time consuming. Yes. So I was like, is there a simple software solution, some kind of program program that just duplicates one to the other? That's all I want. And I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking. Can't find one. Finally, I'm reading online. It's like Windows utilities can just do this through Windows. It's called Mirror where you just set up one hard drive as the main hard drive and one as a mirror, and it just mirrors all the changes you make. Makes Perfect. Sense. I go to do it. It says, there are no hard drives in your hard drive group. You have to add them to the like, Windows like uh, hard drive group, whatever it's called. Okay. I said, okay. I go to the thing. It's like, what hard drives do you want to add? And I added them both. Right. Now, I'm not stupid. If it said anything like, we need to reformat these or we need to change these to this, whatever right. it is. Yeah. If it had anything like that, I never would have done this. It just said we have to add these to a group. I click OK. It gives me a big error. Both hard drives are no longer connected to the computer. I reconnect them. I reconnect them. Basically, to put it in uh, you know layman's terms, I guess, they essentially have no format to them, and that means that you can't plug them into Windows and access your files. Wow. Now, it happened immediately. I use these hard drives all the time. If I'm moving a ton of footage or a ton of you know, files over, whatever, it takes a long time and you can hear the hard drive spin because yeah. they're hard drives, they're not solid straight drives. And it doesn't seem like anything was actually deleted. It seems like the format was just like, like it's, it's no longer in the format that can be opened by a computer. Okay. But the only way to get it in a format is to reformat it, which would delete the entire hard drive. Which you don't want to do. Which I don't want to do. And so I have no idea what to do now. So I was Googling, Googling, Googling. So that was, that was the first thing that happened. One night, basically 
100% of the work I've ever done is now on these two hard drives that are unreadable. And I'm posting on Reddit, I'm posting on Facebook, on Reddit, pieces of shit. They're like, you deleted all your stuff. Like, you fucked up, you deleted all your stuff. And as soon as the guy wrote that, you know what I said? This is another instance of people on Reddit needlessly being pieces of shit. And by the way, do you want a spoiler alert for the end of the story <laughs> to see if I'm right or they're right? Because I, I bet you can guess. <laughs> I, I know where I know where this ends. So. <laughs> so anyway, I'm kind of freaking out, but I'm also telling Gina, you know, just logically, it doesn't make sense that they actually deleted the hard drives. It just it just couldn't have happened in one second, and they were disconnected within, you know, within 30 seconds. They were not connected to the computer anymore. Right. So I'm fairly confident that we can save my stuff, especially because I, I it's two hard drives. So Basically, I wanted to work on one, and if I couldn't get it back myself, then I would send the other one out to a professional. Right. And people are telling me, oh, if you get it to a professional, they'll be able to do it. It might cost a lot of money. Um, some guy, someone, um, actually, it was uh, Scott Kloppenstein's manager messaged me. and was like, this happened to me, a similar thing. I sent it to Western Digital, the hard drive manufacturer, right. and they retrieved all my stuff. That's good. So I'm thinking in the long run, I think I'm going to be able to save this stuff. But right now, I just want to figure it out and get there. Yeah, of course. So that's hanging over my head, uh, starting maybe like a week and a half ago. A day later, maybe two, maybe, I think it was a day later, all of a sudden, no hot water in my house. Right. Hot water tank goes out. I'm like, what's going on here? I don't really know anything about hot water tanks. I replaced my hot water tank on Christmas of 2013, if I you recall. That. Yes, it exploded. Yes. Um. Don't know what's going on. At first, it was coming out like with a little bit of warmth, and then it stopped. Um, my girlfriend Gina, her stepdad, is like a maintenance person um, for like a, for like apartments or condos. He came over. He was like, "Well, it looks like you have to replace this light." We, me, and him were troubleshooting together. Right. He's like, "It looks like you might have to replace this cord. Um, let's unplug it and replug it in and see if it works." Yeah. We did that, and it actually came back on and started heating up the water again. I'm like, "Oh, this is great." Next morning, out again. Yep. No longer working. So I call a plumber. Plumber comes over and he's like, yeah, he's like, he comes over on Saturday. Yes. And he said, uh, yeah, I'm going to order the part today. It is that wire. Um, I think I'm going to come. It's going to come in Tuesday. I'm going to come by Wednesday and fix it. So now I'm like, all right, well, I have to go another five days without water. Right. Um, <clears throat> okay. That's fine. So I'm trying to fix this hard drive problem. Um and I'm trying to, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm basically, I have to go somewhere else to shower. I'm going to my parents' house to shower. My girlfriend's going to her gym to shower. And my roommate, Jordan, my old buddy, is going to his work to shower. They have a gym at his work with a shower. So I'm like, okay. So getting, you know, we're, uh, we're dealing with the, I'm dealing with these two issues. Hard drive thing is frightening. And the water tank thing is just annoying. And I know it's going to cost a little money to fix. Yeah. And maybe the hard drive thing is going to cost some money to fix. So I believe it was, was it Sunday night that this, the thing happened? Saturday. Saturday the, night? The, the, the plumber came on Saturday, right? Right. And then the thing with the dog. Yes. Sunday night or uh, Saturday night? Sunday night. So I think it was Sunday too. So Sunday night, I have a dog named Swiss Miss. She's adorable. I love her too much. She weighs 35 pounds. She's very small. She looks like a classic puppy. That's what I tell people she looks like. Um, You know, she's rambunctious. She runs around the house. At 2 a.m. on Sunday night, she comes downstairs and what we have in my in my house is a fenced-in yard so that I can open my side door. She goes out in the yard. She goes to the bathroom. She'll play for 10 minutes. She'll run around the yard. Um, and uh, she comes back in whenever you know whenever she wants. It's not Usually, it's not that long. Usually, it's like 10 minutes at the most, yeah. one minute at the least. 
And my yard is is pretty. Uh, you can pretty much see everything from the house. Yep. It's 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 has fences all around it. It's not near any woods, so it's yep. not like dangerous or anything. Um, and it's all fenced in, so that's fine. So she comes in. Uh, and it was funny because I heard her collar. Her collar just jingles a tiny, tiny bit. I heard her collar coming up the stairs. So I was like, all right. I open the door. She comes in. I see her shaking her face, and she's shaking really hard. She shakes, you know, she shakes her head once in a while, like a dog does. She's shaking really hard, and I'm like, what's going on? And I, she comes in the, in the, you know, in the in my kitchen, right next to my kitchen table. I say, Swiss, what's up? Swiss, what's up? And she's shaking her head, and I, I hold her collar, mm-hmm. and I t- turn her head towards me, mm-hmm. and she looks back at me, and her whole mouth is covered in foam. Her eyes are bright pink, Whoa. and her fa- her hair is all messed up. Yeah. And she's flipping out yeah, and twitching and, and shaking her head. And so I didn't know what to... I, I was like frozen for a second. And all I could think of was like, Swiss has rabies. Yeah. Like, like, like that's what that's what I know a, a dog a with foam. a foaming mouth has. Yeah. And I, I will admit... As soon as I opened the door, I smelled skunk like crazy. Right. Right. So I was like, does she have rabies? Like, what's going on? So I, I, I pick her up and I bring her in the downstairs bathroom of my house, which is like 10 feet over there. I close the door. It's like an enclosed space. So she's not like running around because yeah. I didn't know what was going on. And I could smell that she was skunky. So I, I could tell that I, I, you know, I assumed she got sprayed or right. I, I don't know what happened, but I was like, she has rabies. I went upstairs. This is at 3 a.m. I wake up my girlfriend, Gina. I'm like, Gina, I'm like, I need your help. And she's like, what? And I'm like, Swiss, there's something wrong with Swiss. And I was like, I don't know. She's foaming at the mouth. And I was all nervous. We went downstairs and uh, we went in the bathroom and, you know, Gina is like kind of wiping her mouth and, um, and we're, we're both freaking out. And in my head at this point in time, I'm like, I'm like, my dog has an hour left to live. Wow. That's exactly how I felt. Okay. 100%. No question. What do you think about if a dog has rabies? Is uh, it like definitely, does it die? Oh, I, 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 th- it doesn't set in that quickly. Like there would have been signs before you get to the foaming. I would think, I, I have no, I, I don't really know in my head. I would yeah. think that as well. Yes. But I, I didn't I know. Mean, I, 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 I know that. Yeah. So, so if a dog has rabies, does it definitely die? Uh, not necessarily, but if it, if it gets to that point, probably. And, really? And, and, and what not, are the signs before that? Um, uh, fear of water. Uh, really? Visual aggression. And I think photosensitivity is the other one. Wow, that's hard to that would be hard to measure. Yeah, Jesus. So I'm like beside myself. Like all all of a sudden, like I'm I'm cleaning and doing laundry in my house, and then it feels like I'm I lost my dog. Like yeah. right then. So I'm kind of freaking out, and I'm putting on all my like I'm putting on like a coat and, and shoes. I'm like, I don't know anything about rabies. I'm like, maybe if we get her to a hospital immediately, we can save her. I don't know what's yeah. going on, but I think I'm thinking that we cannot. Right. So Gina calls the emergency vet right away and they're like, and she's like, does your dog have the rabies vaccine? And Gina's like, yes. Oh, she's yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Isn't that right. weird? That Yeah. But like, I will. <laughs> right. So that seems like, well, why didn't we think of that? Yes. However, I don't know if the rabies vaccine is like, well, that means your dog doesn't get rabies from these common things, oh, yeah, but yeah. it could get rabies from this yeah. or something. I don't yeah. know. Or maybe it stops it in this many cases or this percentage, right. you know, just like a flu vaccine. Like you could still get the flu. Right. In fact, if you ask me, vaccines are, they cause the flu and they're terrible. I'm Jenny McCarthy. <laughs> <laughs> That's just how the government controls your mind, man. 
Imagine if they, if I came out as an anti-vax guy. Oh, we would be done with the podcast. I'll tell you that. <laughs> anyway, uh, we would we would be agreeing to disagree. <laughs> but uh, but it is like that. Where like if you get the flu vaccine. I think it probably stops 96% of people getting from the right. flu, and then you 4% can still get it or something right. like that. Flu is always mutating, et cetera. Some, something yeah. like that. I don't know. So they're like, does she have the, flu, the baby's vaccine? And they're like, yes. And and she came in right away. I also thought it was weird that she would foam that fast. Right. And then, you know, Gina said, that we, we smell skunk. It's crazy. They're like, oh, like then the lady in the phone basically like laughed. So that was positive for right. us because it was not or a big deal. She, or she's heartless. Yes. And she said... Dogs often get sprayed right in the face yep. because they're curious about the skunk and then the yep. skunk sprays them. And so what happens is their mouths foam up to prevent them, to protect them from the, the you know, the taste and the smell of this right. thing. That's why our eyes are whatever. Yep. So we're freaking out. And so we're relieved now. Yes. It's not rabies. It's just skunk spray. It's, she got sprayed by a skunk. Yep. However. You don't have hot water. No hot water in my yep. fucking house. 3 a.m. We look online and it says, first of all, I have her, at this point in time, I have her over a, a pot of tomato soup. Yep. And, and Gina's like, no, 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 no. Um, tomato juice. I'm cutting up carrots <laughs> like Bucks Bunny. She says- uh, it's, a, it's a huge cauldron. You've built a fire in <laughs> yeah, your kitchen. Yeah. It's like, why don't you just use the stove? Uh, yes. And so, yeah, so basically it's not tomato. They don't do that anymore. Oh, wow. It's a combination of hydrogen peroxide, okay. baking soda, and uh, dishwashing liquid. Okay. So she's like, we need these things. And so I'm like, all right, I'm going to go get it. it. sucked because I looked at my phone. I'm like, 24-hour gas stations or whatever. And it showed me all these ones that I knew weren't 24 hours. Right. But how do you start figuring out? Right. So I drove up to to one near a house near a sports McDonald's. It's a McDonald's that has a lot of sports memorabilia. Yes. For some reason, Bradley thinks of it as the rock and roll McDonald's. I said it once. I don't know why you think that. I All right. It was a, a misspeak. <laughs> well, what did you think? I, I, I just said the wrong McDonald's. That's all. Right, all. All right. Well, is there a rock and roll McDonald's yes. somewhere? Oh, yeah. Yes. You did say that. You, that's right. Yeah, you told it's me in Chicago. That. Yeah. So anyway, I go to the gas station over there and I'm freaking, I'm still, I'm still, I got to say my nerves never went down from the rabies thing oh. the entire time. Wow. Till we went to bed at like 630. So I <clears throat> went up the street. I don't know if a gas station is going to have that stuff. Right. They did have all that stuff. That's great. Very lucky. The exact amounts that we needed. Oh, like nice. no more. So we went and got it. Drove back to the house. Gina has been putting pots of water on the stove and heating up water to okay. fill up the bathtub in our house yep. to wash Swiss. Swiss is crying yep. in the downstairs bathroom. My dog Swiss missed. And we're reading it. It's like you gotta wash them. You gotta do this and you wash them with all the stuff, then you rinse them off, then you do it again, then you do it again, then you do it again, and you have to keep doing it. So I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, we're never going to be able to do it here. Right. I'm like, what do we do? And I'm like, I guess we can go to my parents' house. And I'm texting my mom, call my mom. Of course, she's not awake. Nope. So I'm like, I have a key to their house. I guess we're just going to have to go into their house at 3.30 in the morning. Drive to my parents' house. Thought about coming to Brad's instead. Um, but uh, we... I was to say, you could have. I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. Because I got to th think about this, where my parents sleep versus where we would clean Swiss. Right. Versus where you sleep versus it's where true. you... It's true. It's very close. Yeah, the bathroom is right next to your room. We'd be keeping you up. Sometimes went to my parents' house. Sometimes I sleep in the bathtub. 3.30 in the morning. I wake. I don't want to scare him. Right. Because one time I went to my dad's office door. I don't know if I ever told you this. I started going down the stairs like late at night because I thought I would just sneak into my parents' house, which I've done before. I've right. had to sneak in and go in the basement. And my dad goes like, who's there? Who's there? Tell me who's there. And he was freaking out. And there's yeah. my door. And I was like, it's me. He's like, oh, okay, come on in. Yeah. And I was like, God damn it. So we went to my parents' house. 
go in the house. I'm like, mom and dad, it's me, Chuck. It's me, Chuck. Mom and dad, mom and dad. I keep saying mom and dad, mom and dad. Yeah. They're not waking up. It's in the dark. Mom yep. and dad, mom and dad, mom and dad. And we go to the bathroom. We get Swiss. Uh, we bring her into the shower. And uh, they ha- they basically have like a shower with like a sliding glass door. They don't have a bathtub. Right. And I'm like, how are we going to wash Swiss? And Gina's like, I'm going to have to go in there with her. And I'm like, well, what are you going to wear? And she's like, I guess I have to be naked. I'm like, I guess so. That's yeah. the only way to do this. So I went and I made the made the solution we have to make. My parents woke up. They were like, that's oh, whatever. Who cares? Yeah. It's fine. They don't, they don't think it's a big deal. They, you know, right. Bonnie got sprayed a year ago, right? Like right now, which I didn't even know yeah. about. Their, their dog, which by the way, their dog is like a miniature collie. So her fur is like so much yeah, thicker so and crazy. Yeah. Our dog has like very short hair fur. And, uh, so we're just there for hours and Gina's washing her everywhere and then just rinsing her off. And Swiss hates to be in the bath. She, she doesn't sure does. like it at all. Yep. So we're just there and they're doing it and doing it and doing it. Finally, we're like, okay, like, I guess, you know, we're done, whatever. We go back to our house. It's probably like six in the morning. And we left the windows open because the skunk the odor, smell was yeah. in the house. Yep. You go back in, everything in the downstairs smells like skunk. Yeah. Everything. And it's weird because she shook her head when she had foam on her on her lips, and so it's like, did the foam get off of her lips and get on stuff? But I don't think it has anything to do with that. Yeah, it's also. I think she was just sprayed. Yep. And then around stuff. Yep. But she was probably in the kitchen, for less than one minute. Right. But still, it was just crazy. So, um, to be completely honest, like we 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 washed some stuff that night. We put some stuff outside. We put all our clothes outside. Um, you know, we put Swiss in her bed and, um. Gina got up early and I, I had like stress dreams all night that oh, night. Sure. I was all fucked up and like crazy stress dreams had nothing to do with anything. I had a dream that Eminem came out with a new song and he referenced Ray Harrington in it and I heard it and I was trying to show people and no one believed me and the song kept spinning like, you know, like a streaming network would connect. <laughs> and I was so, that was one of the stress dreams. It was like four of them. So Ray, Ray Harrington's our buddy. He's a comedian. I would love to hear Eminem. <laughs> Well, here's what I was thinking in the dream. Harrington, you think of if you're really good at rapping, yeah. that rhymes with a lot of stuff, I bet. Uh, yeah, sure. Harrington, Scary Town. Right, yeah, could be um, anything. Marry them. Yep. Mm, pretty good. Uh, anyway, so the whole downstairs smells like smells kind of like skunk. I wake up in the morning, Jordan texts my roommate, texts me at like eight in the morning. He's like, dude, he's like, I'm on the bus and my coat reeks of skunk. Oh, I'm sure. Which his coat, his coat was never touched. It didn't touch anything. It was right. just in the kitchen, like yep. near us. Gina wakes up early. We went to bed, like I said, we went to bed at 6.30 or something. She gets up early and she just fucking like goes crazy cleaning the house. I will say, I can't believe me and Gina as a team from 3 a.m. to 6.30 a.m. dealing with this issue. Right. Pretty good. Yeah. Pretty, pretty responsible. She was a little bit of a piece of shit at me to me at one point where she was in the shower at my parents' house. And I was like, she's like, she's like, go get me a plastic cup to like use in here to pour on top of Swiss. Right. So I'm going around my parents' house. They have like nice glasses, yep. nice bowls, nice this. Now everything's nice. They don't have any like, you know, right. like like sour cream uh container, like, right. you know, Tupperware. I'm looking, I'm looking. They have like really nice Tupperware that my parents paid for. And they're, my, 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 you know, she's using it in a shower to wipe skunk off a dog. Right. 
my mom is already like a maniac when it comes to smelling stuff. She sure is. So I'm like, I'm not going to give her this. And she's yelling at me from the shower. Yep. She's like, hello, hello. I'm like, Gina, I can't find anything. I can't find anything that you should use in the shower to See, wipe the skunk off the dog. That would have been a plus if for Brad's house. I have a lot of plastic Yeah, cups. you have a lot of bullshit. Yeah. And so like- I Paper cups. I'm looking, I'm looking around. I'm trying to find the thing. I come back in. I'm like, I can't find anything. I don't know what to do. Let me find- like, I brought her like a, a, a very shallow bowl that's yep. not really super helpful, but better than nothing. She's like, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and I was like, I was like, I can't find anything. I don't know what you want from me. And then a minute later, she's saying I was criticizing her. So she got, she got to five percent shitty over the course of the night, which is not bad, pretty yeah, good. But then she woke situation. up early. Yeah. She woke up really early, and hey, she just cleaned everything. Negative five percent. She went and she got like, um, she cleaned the whole downstairs floor. She cleaned everything in there. She did all the laundry. She used the the solution. She she did a ton of cleaning. And I woke up, and I woke up at like ten. So I probably got like. You know, three and a half hours of sleep. Right. And I was like, well, I'm like, I'm like, you did so much cleaning. I'm like, it's crazy. You only got three and a half hours of sleep. She's like, yeah. I mean, I slept for three hours before this happened. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's yeah. right. Okay. I see. I see how this goes. Um, but uh, yeah, she really, she really did, did a ton of stuff. She went, she, like, she went to the store. She got like sprays and more Lysol. She cleaned out my car from taking Swiss to my parents' house. Right. She did a ton of work. I can't give Gina enough credit for doing that. But the next day, and I don't know if it's because I got three hours of sleep. That's that's part of it, I'm sure. Yeah, I just kept thinking about that moment where I turned her around, and I kept getting so emotional. I was so fucked up, and I just couldn't shake it the whole day. And I'm finally getting, I'm finally getting past it. I don't know why. It's just stayed with me, stayed with me, stayed with me. But the, yeah, the combination of like the hard drives thing, then the no hot water, then the dog, and the no hot water for the dog. So now we're back in my house cleaning with no hot water. Right. We and and also here's the other thing. They're like. Here's how to clean the dog. Dogs always get sprayed in the face. Make sure you don't get this in their eyes. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it's like we're cleaning her and yep. scrubbing her and doing stuff, but we're being really careful about her eyes. Yep. So around her eyes still smells like skunk. Oh, gross. Right? Yeah. So I guess what you got to do is you got to like, you know, we're still we're still cleaning her here and there on, yep. around her eyes, trying to be gentle about it. And like, I guess it kind of like fades away. Yeah. But we're trying to be... And plus, then you can take regular water and you can wipe around her eyes. That's right. fine. Yeah. And that helps a little bit. But uh, we're still trying to get this smell out of everything in our house. We're still trying to get out of our, our kitchen. And yeah, there's no hot water. So we can't even wash things with hot water. Right. So it was just kind of a harrowing week. But I will say. Yes. So this is all better. She's Good. fine. And by the way, when we got home that night, it was like the happiest I've ever seen her. And I right. was like, I wonder if she's relieved. Yeah. After this weirdly traumatic thing happened right. and even in the shower she's very calm i think swiss i will say so she has this she has like a little bit of allergies and when she wakes up she'll have like eye boogers yeah and so when we wake her up in the morning we'll take her with like a paper towel or like a or toilet paper and we'll wipe her eyes yeah with little eye boogers and she always puts her head up and closes her eyes for it okay so i think she kind of has some sort of understanding when there's something wrong and we're doing a weird thing to her right that it's to help. Yeah. You know? So when we got back, she was like off the wall, like bouncing and like licking us like crazy and going crazy. I think she was just relieved. Um, but she's all good. Uh, Tuesday, I canceled my therapy appointment because I said, you know what? That piece is going to come in early to my hot water heater. And the guy's going to say, I can come today and fix it. And right. I'd rather have it fixed right away. And that's exactly what happened. Perfect. He came in and fixed it. Uh, a guy um, helped me out by remoting in. Basically, like I put on Facebook and, and Reddit, like, hey, what should I do about this? I don't know what to do about my hard drives. 
And our buddy Frank Azero, who is a comic in the area or who we're friends with, was like, oh, I know a guy and um, he can help you with uh, trying to fix your hard drives and stuff. The guy's name is uh, Timothy Hackett. And he emailed me, huge email. Here's what we need to do. Do you want me to lock remote in on Tuesday? Right after I got my, so but the 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 plumber was there on Tuesday for like probably two hours fixing the boiler. Hot water's all set for now. Awesome. He said that the the light is still giving an error, but the hot water is back. So right. we're gonna see how it goes. Then this guy Timothy Hackett was like, "I'm gonna help out." He remoted in and worked on this with me for hours, and we figured out a solution. I bought this software for eighty bucks. And it took about 20 hours to, to transfer over from the hard drives that were, you know, made uh, to have no format right. to a new hard drive I bought on Amazon. And it just finished transferring all the files before I got here. I'm going to go home and test everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it should be all set. So as of right now, all the problems should be solved. But holy shit, what a fucking week. It was uh, bad news. Yeah. I got to say, like, the anxiety... And extreme loss and sadness I felt with Swiss when I saw her face. Right. It felt like it shortened my life. Like I've, when people say like, oh, that took five years off my life. I'm always right. like, I always look, was like, oh, I get it, what they mean. But like, what is, I don't really understand. Now I know what the feeling is. Yeah. Where the feeling feels like, like terror and shock combined. Right. I don't know. But it was a rough week. And it's all done now. But yeah, you made it through. Yeah. We got to podcast about it. We so, podcasted, yep. Uh, that's good. Did you uh, go back on Reddit and tell the hard drive guy, Mm-mm. like, hey, just so you know. Not until it's 100% done. I checked everything. I get it back in two locations. Got it. Then I'll start, you know. Reminding him. Reminding him he's all, a piece of shit. All you have shit. to do is, is say, like, hey, just so you know, you were wrong. Yeah. I was going to say, I'm going to tell him this. I think you should refrain from giving this kind of extreme response or advice, whatever you want to call it, to people in the situation because you can really add to their anxiety. And obviously, you can be just fucking 100% wrong, right. like you are in this case. So please refrain from commenting here Something or like when that. people ask for stuff. I think that's fair. Yeah. Because all, all he did was add to my anxiety. And I wrote in the thing, I'm like, you know, I, I'm scared I lost my files from like 2004 till now, blah, blah, blah. I've been keeping these things for years, filmmaker, podcaster, musician, all this stuff. And he's like, you just deleted everything. This is your fault, blah, blah, I'm like, dude, even, even if you, you can feel suck that way, my fucking like, dick. You know, even if, if you know, if, if I'm like, I think it's. I'm sorry, man. I, you know, I've been in similar shoes and there's no way to recover it. Or I tried these ways and I couldn't recover it. Yeah. Maybe there is something new. You know, if this yeah. happened to me in 2017, yeah. maybe there's oh, this, new stuff where this I, guy is a Reddit guy. He yeah. wants to make people's days worse. Yeah. He wants to see a person with a problem and say, how can I make this problem worse for this person? Right. You know, it's like most of Reddit. You see that this study about trolls on Reddit? I did not. It's like trolls on Reddit are bad people in real life. They're oh. they're like basically sociopaths. Interesting. Because you think that like you think almost the opposite. Where right. like if someone's a troll on Reddit, it wasn't specifically Reddit. It was right. just trolls on the internet. Yeah. Like if you see someone on you know being an anonymous troll, right. that's because they there's you know it's anonymous, so they don't have any. Um, there's no societal there's pressure. No, there's yeah. no pressure. There's no consequences, and it's just a regular person like acting out their shittiest right. selves. But it's like no, like people that are trolls like that are bad people. Wow, that's really yeah. Interesting. I'll send you the article. It's pretty yeah, interesting. That's great. That's it, bud. That's all um, I got. Well, folks out there, we're glad that you aren't trolls. Yeah, uh, and that you stuck around all the way from Delhi meat to Swiss survives skunk apocalypse twenty twenty. And don't forget, call to action: share the podcast, share the the, the video previews. We're going to start posting. Share the posts. Tell people about the podcast. 
Ask people to like it on Facebook. Do whatever you can to help us spread the word. We're, we're fucking praying for Steal it. Steal strangers' phones and add this to yes. their podcast yes, listening please. app of choice. Yes, yes. Um, we appreciate you. Uh, <laughs> you know, and and yeah, any of that stuff. We we appreciate you guys listening and, and giving us a chance, um, regardless of, uh, mm-hmm. of of what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have questions, comments, concerns, or otherwise, send us an email, chuckandbrad at gmail.com or find the email link through chuckandbradpodcast.com. We do love to receive emails. Uh, if you want us to chat about it on the on, on the air, so to speak, happy to do that. If you want it to not be read on the air. Happy to not do that. Sure. Whatever works for y'all. Mm-hmm. Um, either way, we, we appreciate you listening. That's all I've got. That's all I got. Deuces. I always said forever, and now I say so long. These ties we cannot sever. I never been so wrong. I rise above the ember. I've never felt so strong. I always said forever.
curtains But motherfucker, I'm still on stage I always said forever And now I say so long These ties we cannot sever I never felt so wrong I rise above the ember I never felt so strong 